everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes to make sure the levels fall from low. I got them girls shining oh so bright. Let's do it. Tex, are, Let's you, go. Tex, are you ready? I don't know. Tex, psyched. Is Tex ever I'm ready? I'm fucking psyched. No, you're not. Was I that am. profanity? I know. That's On how, this podcast? That's how excited you are? <laughs> Ladies put, and gentlemen. Oh, put a one quarter in the swear jar. Let me apologize for my colleague over here who's totally insensitive <laughs> to the youth listeners who are should not be listening to this podcast. Well, those kids can go fuck themselves. Yeah, see? Listen, kids. <laughs> you are, heard it here. First. We are explicit. Oh, we are? Yeah. On iTunes. Oh, oh then go ahead and yeah, do just you. You do lo- you. Lo- 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 but ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. Ing. Ing. <laughs> That's our echo. There's ladies no, and gentlemen. There's no way. I'm the not doing hot it. line is open. And it is hot. It's piping hot. Yeah, well, we have this amazing thing called a hotline. It's a phone number that mm-hmm. you can call in. Luke, what's the phone number? 929-464-464-0. 929-ing-ing. Zero. And you can call in. You can leave questions about anything. If you want to know nutrition, training, um, a bunch of incredibly useless information about trucks, and some pretty amazing stuff about how to build the ultimate garage right. gym. John, I got a I got a text message here. I know you did. This is the this is literally That's why I preface that. This is literally a first McQuilkin in terms of here we go. Power Athlete crew. I love everything about Power Athlete and the podcast. I've got my wife, my parents, my coworkers, my triplet sisters, my neighbors and my older brother all hooked on Power Athlete training and the podcast. This, this dude might be our number one advocate. Neighbors, triplet sisters, which McQuilkin, I think that may be up your alley. Triplets? Yeah, I okay. like those odds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, where'd I go? Why um, you get told no once when you can hear it three times? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's one thing I need to know. My gym is shut down again. Again. So dun, dun, dun. My family is huge and we are gift givers and we're entering the holidays where there's going to be a tons of gift giving. I never want to rely on a commercial gym again. I'm going Amen. all in on building out my garage gym. What do I need to ask for from the family and friends to build out the most epic garage gym on the block? And what do I need to invest in so that my family can train with me and we can follow any of your programs? Man, if only we knew somebody who was a garage gym expert that had looked at every piece of equipment and might have as much useless knowledge about equipment <laughs> as I do. So true, uh, like, I mean, I, uh, uh, as you guys have heard at nauseum, I grew up training in a garage gym as mm-hmm. a 13, 14 year old kid with a bunch of crazy implements in Zangus's and place a mm-hmm. and a dream. And when uh, I got approached by CrossFit, it felt so familiar that like, you know, much like certain people going back to the closet decks, uh, we needed to go back to the garage where it all went down. Kind of like Rocky going back and training in the, you know, in Venice, you got to go back to the garage. So the garage gym has always held Mm -hmm. a very, very important, special place in my heart. And I love seeing them. And uh, I figured we'd tap in our good friend from Garage Gym Reviews, Coop. Yeah. And have him to... 
Yeah, a man who needs no introduction. Yeah, Coop Mitchell is on. And if you're not following Garage Game Reviews, shame on you. And the reason why I thought Coop would also be a very uh, a valuable voice here is, John, like, I think your your version of a garage gym, you know, a 4,000 square foot facility <laughs> that fits four vehicles, <laughs> a total welding shop, uh, and then like three base camps. It's and, over 5,000. You know, yeah. and then 12,000 pounds of steel. Like, that's... That's the John Wellborn garage yeah. gym. I don't know if, if if our guy here is going to be building that out. And so, Coop, I feel like you are, you have to be one of the foremost experts in like garage gym, do it yourself or purchase or anything, right? And like, obscure equipment. Yes. Like, I mean, if you need like, hey, uh, if, if I said to you, hey, uh, who makes the best trap bar? Like he's already done that review. Like there's so much, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a fan of the site, man. I always look because my secret goal is to come across like the old time circus uh, dumbbells. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. I want to have yeah, a yeah. full set of the globe circus dumbbells. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I have this, I've looked at them on eBay. I've looked at them all over and I just like keep hoping that like somebody will reach out to Coop and he'll be like, well, Warren, I got you. Mm -hmm. So Coop, thanks yeah, for joining a, us, that, man. Yeah, thank you. That was a huge introduction. Thanks for letting me get a word in. I appreciate it. So the uh, the question is basically like, what are home gym essentials? Uh, and this is a question that everybody asks, and it's all related to budget. It's like I've got a I've got a specific budget I want to meet, and then how do I build a home gym based upon this budget? It's almost mm -hmm. the question we get most often. I'm a barbell guy. You know, there's like all these different like camps and strength and fitness and everything. I prefer barbells. So I think the home essentials always starts with a barbell. So I would ask first for a barbell. I think it's the most important, but I would spend the most money like percentage wise on a barbell. I would mm. not buy a cheap bar. That said, barbells today are better than any time in history. If you go back, like even like a decade ago, a barbell that was as good with like, you know, above 200 K tensile strength that had a nice, like knurling, good diameter, spins or sleeves that spin, that'd be about a thousand bucks. Today, you can get a good barbell just like that that's made in America for under 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. Thanks to pretty much the, uh, I would say, thanks to largely CrossFit yeah, yeah. that then ushered in the garage gym revolution. Um, but I think it first started with CrossFit, like CrossFit growing. So I would say a barbell is most important. I'd look to spend around maybe 250 to 400 bucks on a nice barbell. Get a nice general purpose barbell. I prefer something with like a center neural that's going to stick on your back because most people should just be squat, bench, and deadlift. And then you can throw other accessory movements in there. But those are like your, you know, your meat and potatoes. Everybody who, should be squatting, making, deadlifting, uh, and benching. Who's making the best barbell? I mean, I'm, obviously you got like the Alico bars at the top and we got a few yeah. Alico bars. Um, the Kabuki strength bars are really nice. Um, you yes. know, we've used, uh, we got a couple of the Rogue bars, West Side bars. I mean, we have mm -hmm. a pretty good collection. And uh, I've, the one thing I've found is that uh, you will regret squatting or pulling or lifting heavy weights on a cheap bar because what will happen is they'll yes. bend. And then next mm -hmm. thing you know, you'll get to the bottom of the squat and it'll roll and have some problems. So just from a safety health point of view, invest in a nice bar that won't fucking taco. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the best value bar, in my opinion, would be the Rogue Ohio Power Bar. The thing is, Rogue's pretty much got the market cornered on barbells. They're making them in-house. They've got all the machinery. They're able to like scale it at such a price that it's really hard for anybody else to compete with as far as like a value goes. There are bars that could be considered like better, like a Kabuki Strength Nugent Power Bar. I that's one of my favorite power bars. That's one. That's like my daily driver. If I'm grabbing a bar, that's pretty much the one I'm grabbing. But for most people. You can get a Rogue Ohio power bar that's bare steel. 
It's got a lifetime warranty, 200K tensile strength, amazing knurling, bronze bushings that will never wear out for like 240 bucks. Mm, you insane. add shipping for like 10, 15 bucks, which nobody can ship for that cheap except for Rogue. Um, you can't beat that value. So for most people, something like that is a is the best option. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So not like a Walmart bar. No. <laughs> So, no, uh, dude. so after you like, so, I mean, but uh, all these things kind of go in see like Coop's face, like he was just like, what in the fuck did he just say? So you start with a nice bar and then you got a backfill. You're obviously going to need some form of pillar squat stands or rack. Like what's the recommendation on that? Yeah. So a basic rack, it depends on where you're putting it. So if you're putting it in a garage and you've got a one stall garage and you're still going to park in there, you're going to need something that attaches to the wall and moves out of the way. So PRX Performance, they make a rack that folds down. It is the easiest to use fold down rack that's out there. Most fold away racks don't get used because like you have to adjust the pull-up bar and all this sort of stuff. PRX one goes up on the wall. However, it is somewhat expensive and it's not a power rack. I prefer power racks. If, if you have the space to use it, mm-hmm. I would put a power rack in. They're safer. I hate having anybody bench alone without safety spotters. I've had friends who have, you know, and I have a friend who had a nephew who this is a sad story, but like he was in the basement benching alone bar hit his chest, rolled back on his neck. His mom came down and he passed out like mm-hmm. gone like that. So it's a reality that benching alone by yourself without spotters is absolutely dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I prefer a power rack. So I'd go some, with something like a Rogar three. That's like a standard, you know, like go to power rack. Um, you can go with stuff that's cheaper if you don't mind imported stuff. So Rep Fitness has a PR eleven hundred. That's a great value, super cheap. Titan's got a version of that. There's one on Amazon. It's the cheapest power rack that I think would have somewhat recommendation from us, and it's called the Pro Gear, like. 1100 or something like that it's like 270 bucks shipped to your door it's not great um mm-hmm. but it's going to get you by like in this time period where it's really find hard to find equipment so well, yeah the, the other one too and um i remember we used back in the day uh we had um iron mine squat pillars so I, uh like you know we had uh platforms obviously in the crossfit gym and i had one in my garage so i had a platform and then we just used the squat pillars and kind of take them out and that was how we were able to you know still park in there and like, push everything off to the side and man we squatted some serious heavy weight off of those squat pillars and they were a very cheap but at the time we bought those i mean there wasn't the options with rogue and whatnot oh, so yeah, like you were kind of really limited but yeah those squat pillars ended up being a very very uh and i you think know, they're still effective. they're still kicking at balboa man i think oh, yeah. they're still like <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. still going yeah no we, yeah we iron mind is them. super underrated like yeah. I, I i you don't hear about them you don't hear them talked about anymore because their e-commerce platform absolutely sucks they don't yeah. know how to market like it's just like the reality it's basically like an old school mom and pop shop that was brick and mortar and they decided like hey we'll put some of these products online but they never like updated their site so some of their stuff like they've got some aluminum like the versions that you're talking about they're i think they call it the vulcan series or something like that but they have an aluminum series that also has dip handles where you take the uprights move them in close and it's a it's a fantastic option but yeah. I don't think anybody talks about them. Um, we had those with the dip them. handles, and we we used okay. them all the time. So like, and then you can bench out of them, and then we, you know that way you yeah. can like, have a like an a um, uh, like a loose uh, um, I guess you could say like bench press uh, bench. Yep. So yeah, like 
it's pretty funny, man, to see what's happened in the last 10 years. I remember when uh, I was outfitting my gym, um, you know, for, you know, when I was in the NFL, just wanted, you know, some weights at the house. Really, Iron Mind was the only place and you physically had to call them on the phone and send them a check. Okay. Like the yeah. lady's like, ah, we don't know about taking credit cards. Can you yeah. just send us a personal check? And I remember writing a personal check and sending it to them. And then they sent oh, me my gosh. stuff and uh, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, well, so that, that right there is what allowed some of these companies like Rogue, for instance, to like dominate because they, they were the first to decide, hey, we're going to like come into the 21st century. We're going to offer, honestly, their products in the beginning weren't comparable to Iron Mind. They weren't as good, but we're going to offer them online in an easy checkout process. Yeah. The fact that you have to call somebody like in the 21st century, like, you know, there's still yeah. companies that do that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you're like a, a power rack, some, some weight and a barbell, and a bench is, like can get you really jacked and really in shape. And like, you know, if, in terms of like a minimally effective training protocol, right? Like, well, would if, you agree? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, um, so like, if, yes, 100%, but I feel like the bars are pretty easy to access. You can kind of find a, you know, you know, iron mine pillars to uh, racks. I mean, it's, it's really how, how expensive you want to eat, but it really feels like the limiting factor is how much weights, like actual bar, like plates, like mm-hmm. actual weights, that you can amass. And then do you go steel or bumpers? Do you do well, square plates maybe? Well, well, do you remember back in the day we used to go down <laughs> to, uh, what, what was that place? Uh, Play It Again Sports. Yeah. And they, they used to have all this used oh, yeah. uh, do. And I used to be able to buy uh, plates for, I think they were 20, 15 to 20 cents a pound. Yeah. So I could get a 45 pound plate for like under 20 bucks. And we and the, all, all those steel plates that we have came from there. And then we got hundreds uh, you know, and obviously we've amassed plates over the years, but, um, and then it was the guys, uh, I went and borrowed all those plates from, um, Iron from Grip. Iron Grip for our powerlifting meet. And then I tried to return them. They're like, we don't want the plates back. And I was like, I'll just keep them. Yeah. So that's how we have all those iron grips. Uh, yeah. The octo plates. Oh yeah. So, uh, which are terrible to deadlift with. Uh, but like that becomes like, yeah. and, and I was thinking in this COVID environment, especially with quarantine where people are kind of scrambling, like the play it again, 20, you know, 20 bucks for a 45 pound plate doesn't really exist anymore. So yep. what's the solution going on there? Yeah, so the difficult part right now is there's so much demand and supplies. It's not only less than it was prior to COVID. Um, I, I mean, it is less than it was prior to like this pandemic that's happened. And the reason is because a lot of people were importing all their weights. So the fact that you know we're importing pretty much every bumper plate, almost every iron plate, and this is like universal. Even the companies that claim we make in the USA, most of those plates and things are still coming from China. So that was basically, you know, put everybody at a loss. All the supply was gone, but demand was way higher. So as soon as anything came in, it went away. So that forced some companies to basically start working with foundries who had been hit by COVID and they could no longer supply, you know, a lot of the automotive industry. That's where they were working. And so automotive industry got hurt. They were looking for somebody. So then the gym equipment industry came in and they started making plates. So Mm. there's quite a few foundries that have started and making plates. Rogue's got the deep dish plates. I've got them right over there. Kabuki just came out with their plates. Um, Yeah, which we got an order in. Strength Co., which is an amazing story of a guy whose gym shut down and he didn't know what to do. So he started renting out his equipment and then he found a foundry and decided, hey, I'm going to go all in on this Black Swan event and see if I can't make something. And so he bought these, you know, plate molds and it's been producing iron 45s in the U S and they're amazing plates. Um, so those are options. 
And then there's other options that are just kind of like off the wall. And one of those is like, there's these concrete plate molds, which we made a video of yeah. where yeah. it's just like a, you know, it's a, some sort of plastic tub. You put concrete in there. This is not a solution for long-term, but we're, you know, I mean, Bert Soren has said this when they came out with the off-grid rack, he's like, the off-grid rack is a wartime solution for a wartime. He's like, people still want to train, What's the best way to get people to train, get things in their hands that they can use? And the easiest way to do that is use materials that are available. If iron's not available, concrete's not in low supply and it's cheap. So if you want to take some extra time, DIY is the original garage gym. That's yeah. like DIY well, is where it all started. I wish we could show Coop the barbell that I built that's behind me right mm -hmm. here. Um, I built this barbell uh, from a bunch of stuff I got at the welding store. It was like, uh, or the welding shop. Uh, they're uh, end caps for like uh, for big uh, pipes. So I welded okay. those together, sleeved the bar, did this whole thing, made it all deal. And, it, and we ended Sweet. up uh, putting holes and then putting rocks in it so that it was yeah. the guest. So on Amazon, it was like... Yeah. I'm not proud of this, but I kind of am proud of it. Like spend, you know, 90 minutes on Amazon looking for things that are heavy and like the lightest, like the <laughs> cheapest per pound. And it was okay. neon pink aquarium Rocks. pebbles. Yeah. So I wanted to use BBs. Like yeah. I was like, let's get buckshot. Let's do this. It looks like too expensive. I found... Uh, aquarium wow. rocks. And it was like, man, I, <laughs> I want to say it might have been five cents a pound. Yeah. We got wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, but you're like, you got to like have these neon yeah. rocks, but it's in, inside of these like welded caps and we'll send you some pictures, but the, and we okay. used it at our power athlete symposium as kind of like a, cir a circus gimmick, right? Yes. People would guess come up weight. and yeah, we, deadlift it and then guess uh, the cool. weight, right? So, and I think it was okay. 300. Yeah, it, it's like 308, 306 pounds. pounds for 314. Three, yeah, 314. Yeah, I got, a hun I got so 150 we, pounds of rock and it's like 150 yeah. of, of steel or something, right? Yeah, so we, wow. we went out to the Stark Center here in Austin and has all this like old time like strongman equipment and like I was just obsessed with how these dudes were building these barbells. I'm like looking at them, I'm like man, I've seen these weld caps before. Like, how do they build those and sleeve them? And then came home and built this, and it was uh, and pretty wow. cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's sitting behind me. You can't see it, but... I'm curious, like, okay. that vendor, right? Like, so they're selling these neon pink aquarium rocks. They come in four-pound bags, and we got 100... We, we, <laughs> like, who, who, who on earth That's needs 25 aquarium. sack yeah. lunches? <laughs> Wait, you forgot we filled the barbell with a funnel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that was... Okay, so we got, uh, we, we got a bar... We got a rack. Yep. Got we got plates. some weights. We got some plates. You're going to probably need some form of a bench unless you want a floor press. And then uh, I would say probably a few heavy kettlebells. Well, here's yeah. – here. I mean – I mean, Coop, I know you your... got a bunch of center mass bells or maybe the Rogue ones. We have center mass at our place from Sornex. Same but here. Like, center yeah, mass. I've, They're better than Rogue's ductile oh, iron. thousand mm -hmm. times better. Uh, those are um, – yeah, I – Really dig the center mass bells. What are your thoughts, Coop, on the economics behind the power blocks and like the adjustable dumbbell oh, setup? Yeah. Like, where, Great question. Because we just, yeah, we just uh, posted a review on power blocks. I'm looking at them right now. I've got, so I'm basically trying to buy every adjustable dumbbell that's out there so we yeah. can do like a compendium review. I've got a couple other that I have to get in, but I, I can't find them. They're not in stock. So for most people who want dumbbells in a home gym, power blocks or adjustable dumbbells are by far the best option. I know they're not ideal. Like anybody that's trained with a full set, it's like, it's just so nice to get up, go up there and grab a set. Yeah. But the issue is it's very expensive and it also takes up a lot of space. Right. Two things that home gym owners are trying to limit the most. So I think for most people, an adjustable dumbbell set 
is the best option. My personal favorites up to this point, I've got a couple others that we need to test and like, you know, I want to make sure I give them their due diligence, but my favorites due to how quick they are to change are probably power blocks. Yeah. I've had a set of power blocks for so long. I know the shape is kind of like off. It's a little bit different, but it's so quick and easy to change that weight on the side versus a pair like Iron Masters. Iron Masters are really popular because they look like a traditional dumbbell. They feel like a traditional dumbbell, but the issue is, and this is how it is for anybody. If you're trying to work out more and train more, you need to remove as much friction from your training. You need to make it as easy as possible to train. So if you're having to change the weight and like do all the math on like, okay, I've got this little plate, I got to get to this. um, You're not going to use them. It's just a fact of the matter. So if you can have a set of power blocks, that it tells you, okay, if it's yellow, it's 35 pounds. I just, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. you know, you're going to use them more. So I really like power blocks. One reason beyond that is just because I've had a set for 10 years. I used to do, you know, dumbbell snatches with them. I've done all sorts of stupid stuff. With How them. durable are they? they like, uh, like, I mean, if you're doing a dumbbell snatch and you just happen to let go of it and you reined it from, from, uh, you know, an overhead position and they hit the ground, are they pretty durable? Oh, super durable. Yeah. I've never had an issue with them. The only issue that can happen is they have this magnetic receiver that goes in the side. If that magnet comes detached, that side can come out and then one of the blocks can separate. I haven't really had that happen unless we, we did a four, we're doing a four foot test on every dumbbell on like their sides and everything to see like if they're going to break the power blocks by far, they always stay together. They don't snap. There is a set that came out recently um, that we did the test with, and uh, it's a very expensive set, very popular set, and uh, snapped in half. So, oh, um, oh. yeah, power power blocks. Uh, I've never had that happen, you, and I've never have, heard of that happening. Coop, do you have the? Um, do you have like the? What are they? Did they have the commercial and just the regular? Right? Do, yeah. What do, do you have the commercial blocks? I have one of every them? set. Oh, one sweet. of every set, including the old ones. My favorite ones are the commercial EXP. Commercial Pro EXP because they have a knurled handle. Yeah, that's one thing I don't like about the power blocks. Most of them are like this rubber, like you know, luxury hotel gym type handle. But their commercial EXP uh, has a knurled handle, and I've talked to them, and uh, they've said they may bring it to the rest of the line when things mm. slow down. So mm. we'll see. You know, to to this day, I've always wanted, uh, and this is the one thing that we don't have in the gym. And I know when I say it, you're gonna know I've been talking about this for years. Hot tub. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, hot tub time machine? Yeah, hot tub time machine. <laughs> but uh, a full set of Iron Grip monogrammed power athlete uh, dumbbells. That'd be sweet. Like, so yeah, uh, I know Mike Rojas, who's the owner of uh, Iron Grip. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I've like, I remember like four or five years ago, I hit him up and I was like, just send me the quote again. And he like sent me the quote. <laughs> and it was something like, I want to say it was like 18 G's for the full set. Live which into is, now. Which is kind of hard to wrap <laughs> your head yourself. around. Yeah. And uh, just being like, ah, you know what? And like one day, like I'm going to go in and just be like, just, just send them. Mm-hmm. Just send them. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the design. Make them unique. And uh, have like a full set from like five up to like 150s, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my grail set has always been the Watson dumbbells with the 50 millimeter handles and the mm-hmm. bearings in the sides. Mm-hmm. I know they're so over the top, but I actually already bought a set from the University of Connecticut. They were exchanging some of their equipment. And I find the weirdest people, like people just contact me and be like, hey, we're selling this, 
You look uh, like you are an idiot and buy a lot of extra uh, stuff. This is why we're friends because uh, 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 trucks, now all right? of a sudden you're, yeah, they, they, people do this for trucks with me all the time. I'll get like these, Sweet. like, hey, like, and uh, we always end up with weird stuff, but now it's going to happen. You get something weird and you'll be like, let me send this to John. He's going to dig it. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. mean, like, uh, uh, he's I, a sucker too. I told you, like, I, I think it was on your page where you we were talking about safety squat bars. I literally joined this gym in, in Costa Mesa called Metrics because they actually had one of the original Hatfield bars. So I Sweet. would go in there and use it and then all of a sudden they sold and they brought in these no talent ass clowns called the 12 and i went in there and i was like hey where's the safety squat bar and the guy's like what and i explained to him he's like oh it's it's uh, outside in the dumpster with all the other crap we threw away mm-hmm. oh and uh, i went out there and fucking fished this thing out of the dumpster when the guy's like you want that piece of crap and i was like yeah it's got <laughs> sentimental i used to come in here and lift weights i brought it home and i was like holy shit yeah this they- is this is one of like this is the original one it's the same one they got at west side it's the same one zang has had and uh it's by far the you know there's no handles it's basically you got to set your hands on there and that motherfucker is brutal mm-hmm. it's dope that place that's the thing that go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. you're a man I was just going to say that some some of the things that I think people on the outside don't understand about people that are, you know, quote unquote, like collecting equipment. There's like this nostalgia there. My nostalgia comes from my dad. He was a power lifter. He held a state record for squat. Just to give you some context yeah. for Missouri, a 750 squat at 220. Um, so he, he was a sh- strong guy, but he trained always out of our third car garage. And so I'd go out there and there'd be Metallica playing. There'd be just like guys out there. They're just, you know, chalk everywhere. And I remember that in my childhood. And it was like, this is like, this is, these are superheroes. You know, this is amazing. And that garage is actually my last garage because I bought the house for my parents. And I was like, I'm not going to let this garage live down. So then I rebuilt it. Um, but I have all that nostalgia from my dad and all this welded equipment. He had this reverse hyper that they welded together. They called Louie and like, he had these deadlift secrets videos from Louie and yeah. powerlifting USA magazines everywhere. Yeah. But that nostalgia is like, that's what like I love, you know, it's like, I look back yeah. on that when I'm buying like different equipment, it's like, but the, the hobby of it is also so beneficial because it's also improving my mental and physical health. This isn't like video games where I'm like buying like movies, you know, which is okay to have a hobby if that's what you want to do. But this is not only a hobby that's like fun and nostalgic for a lot of people that are into strength. It's also really beneficial for your life. So I think it's cool. Constructive for sure. I mean, uh, when we moved uh, to Texas and we built the new power athlete HQ, uh, you know, we went all in and had Sornex, you know, give us their base camps and the whole deal. And it just was like, I remember when we were assembling them, all I could think of is like, my kids, kids are going to lift weights on these. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, like, like these things like are never going to break. They're never going to go away. And as long as lifting weights are cool, they're going to be some of the best. So, um, you know, I always think with a lot of this stuff, uh, I've never regretted buying a nice piece of equipment. Um, yeah. I've only ever regretted going cheap and buying like crap, like, uh, like those adjustable dumbbells. So I, I couldn't justify buying like uh I, I think it was I like what was it one thirties one forties and one fifties on the mm. dumbbells. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So I I I've got the ones with all the little plates and you got to like put them together, and like the amount of times when I've like got stuck and dumped them and the thing's broken a plate, <laughs> I'm like fuck. I was like you know what like if I had known like. I shouldn't have cheaped out and I remember exactly how I did it. I was like, ah, you know what? They're too expensive. I don't want to waste the money. I'll just get these adjustables. And uh, I've never regretted buying a nice piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. But I've, yeah. I've definitely regretted cheaping out. Yeah, definitely. We have a phrase we use. It's called buy once, get slapped by your wife once. So if you buy <laughs> once, like, you know, you're, you're not. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I from experience, you know. So, <laughs> but but if you're going to buy something, buy it right. This is not technology. That's the thing. This is not technology. You can only improve a dumbbell so much. You can only right. improve a squat rack so much. It's steel. So if you buy it right the first time, you're not going to have to keep buying. Like mm-hmm. buy buy it good, buy fewer things, but buy better things and you're not only will your experience be better, but you'll never have to buy another one and you can pass it down for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my my I remember man, it was like a month or two ago I, was, I pitched Ashley on potentially like the the power blocks. She's like the what? How much? And I'm like, "Ash, here's is my wife." And I'm like, so you used to be able to find that stuff the, new, uh, used. You can't find no, anything no. used and anymore. They, they were sold out. Like I, I was ready I to like go for it anyways and be like, you know, not now that I know, like buy once, get slapped once. It's just kind of the thing. I might just do it, you know, and just <laughs> if they I were don't know, in put stock, it on the game. Yeah, dude, but they when weren't. You sent me right? the the when, when you were looking at it, you sent me the link and I was like, oh, these are pretty cool. And I got on there and yeah, they, they had none. And so I shot them an email being like, hey, is there uh, any way that we can do anything? And they were like. Totally blew me off. Yeah, and I was man. like, "F you, Power Block, dude." Hewitt from Team Builder. Yeah, uh, I was talking to him, and he found a pair of the Power Blocks uh-huh. from a just a, a college, two hundred bucks off of Facebook Marketplace. Oh. This oh. was during the the pandemic. Oh, class. so they didn't know what they had. No, no, dude, no, no, no. I remember. So my my buddy's dad in high school owned a health club that shut down, and he what was his deal? They were getting they were just fire selling all the equipment, but he's. He knew that I played football. He's like, hey, you, you interested in some dumbbells? I'm like, yeah, why not? He's like, well, I have dumbbells from two and a half to 120. He's like, if you want them, you can come get them. Yeah. The tra- and he, but he's like, <laughs> you can come get them, but you have to get my son working out. He plays tennis. He's getting out of shape. He's a video game guy. So I went, I went and got them. I took all those dumbbells and I loaded them in my Pontiac Grand Dam, 94 Grand Dam. One trip? One trip. Oh, all in the trunk, in the back seat. And in the, it, dude, like, <laughs> like this, that, the driver's side tire, like wheel is off the ground. And um, I, re, like, I just went home and realized the other, when we, I was back in Chicago, like I had dumbbells from two and a half all the way up to 120 and I got rid of them. Like, oh, why'd you wow. get rid of them? Well, I went to college. Idiot. Idiot. I'm an ah. idiot. You know, you're Dude, smart. I'm uh, not. Stupid. You're good looking. The, uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, I had a similar deal with Zangus where like, you know, he, he advertised marathon nutrition and all those magazines. So like he had them all and the, all this like crazy ass equipment. And so when George died, uh, I reached out to his ex-wife and I was like, I want to buy everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, she fucking blew me off. And then it was um, uh, Pinot, the uh, strong... Julian. Yeah, Julian Pinot, who trained with one of Zangus's training partners, went and bought all that fucking equipment from her. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, he bought everything. And uh, for some reason, she didn't want me and my brothers to have that. We were like, you know, our belts were there. We had, all like, all of this stuff because we trained there for years. And uh, he, like, calls me. He's like, oh, I bought all George's equipment. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, I, like, there were so many pieces. He had this... Um, he had a bench press bar that had like a slight camber in it. So you could mm-hmm. bring it down to like a board press, but it was even at your chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, like had just like all this mm. obscure weird equipment. He had these like this, this fabricator made him these handles where uh, you strap them on your wrist and it had a hook. So you could basically do um, like sumo deadlift, open with, grip, uh, open grip with dumbbells and like it, like just all this weird shit. Mm, cool. And, um, Fucking uh, totally blew me off. Didn't sell me any of it and sold it to somebody else. Mm. 
<laughs> That's a shame. I was still pissed. Mm. I'm still mad about that. Let's go whoop someone's ass. Yeah, let's go yeah. beat her. Artista. Ar- Artista Zangus. She got me. But uh, yeah. no, man, it, it's uh, like there is definitely some very, very iconic pieces that like when you walk into a garage gym, and I know you do a ton of reviews and you see like, uh, you know, we have uh, like the West Side uh, belt squat. Mm-hmm. But then when we went out and trained mm-hmm. the guys from NSW, they were using a pit shark. And so we yeah. came back and we've been using, you know, playing with the pitch arc for that. But like a reverse hyper, um, you know, we have what Versa climbers, assault bike, C two rower, a stand up skier, echo bike, and an echo bike and a true form. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like we have a pretty good collection of stuff. But oh, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, better than most. So it's um, it was well, funny during during the pandemic. My wife didn't go to the cross Harry Shaw's CrossFit anymore, so she was posting some videos, and people were like, "Where are you training?" And she's like, "Oh, that's our, this is our garage gym. <laughs> this is my husband's gym at the house." <laughs> yeah, that's nice. One piece of equipment that I think, like you guys didn't mention, and I think doesn't get enough credit in the home gym community that I think people should buy after those basics is a landmine. Because you've already got a barbell, you've already got plates. A landmine is one of those things that, like, it's not as nice as having a set of dumbbells or kettlebells, but there's a lot of accessory movements that you can exchange dumbbells or kettlebells and use a landmine with. A lot of single leg work, a lot of, like, press work. Um, You know, there's a lot of, like, creative stuff that you can do with a landmine. And it just attaches to your rack. Use a barbell in place you've already got. It's extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. So that's another one I would add to that. Have you, um, uh, I, I think it, it, it might have been on your page or somebody else's. Somebody had like an attachment for the landmine that kind of went here. You could load plates this way. And then it had uh, like, um, uh, like, you know, metal, I guess, with, with pads. So you could actually do uh, almost like. Uh, like that, hack squat, it to you? like a hack like, squat. Like right? a hack yeah, squat. It was actually uh, that whoever made that piece hit us up about, showed us a bunch of videos, of some athletes using it. So yeah, somebody marketed yeah. it to us. Yeah, uh, we need to reach back out because uh, as I was watching the video, the only thing I could think of was uh, Cal Dietz's single leg active foot squats. Like mm-hmm. that movement and the way that it kind of pitches you so far forward, you can get a ton of uh, positive shin angle. And like, I thought that was a pretty interesting one as I look in it. And then I, I hit up Sornex and I was like, Hey, you guys got one of these. And they actually sent me the schematics for one that they drew up in, uh, in CAD. And I was like, can you send me the length and the width? What kind of metal is that? Is that two inch? I can totally, <laughs> I, I, I can totally fabricate that. So next time I go That's to the metal cool. shop, I'm going to buy it and build it. That's sweet. Yeah. It's called a linebacker pad. That's so it. they go on the shoulders and then they sometimes they'll have handles out front. So you can use it for like maybe cleans and things like that. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. The company who came up with that is based in Australia, I think it is, um, or New Zealand, one of those two. Um, mm-hmm. It's an expensive piece, but there's been a couple of companies that have copied it, if you don't mind a copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, uh, um, man, uh, uh, the, the one thing we're really struggling with, somebody sent us uh, a trap bar, and uh, I absolutely don't like it. Um, is it, it open ended? Yeah. Yeah. It's open ended. And what they did is it came in two pieces and then you put a sleeve in and, and you bolt it together. The problem yeah. is the sleeve is totally bent. So when you lift uh, it flexes. And then the other thing too, is the handles are fixed. I always wanted a trap bar that had adjustable handles so I could figure out like exactly. Cause for me, like if it goes too far out, it kind of hits me in a strange position. So I wanted a little more under. So I always think with a trap bar, if like you could adjust the handles, you could almost find like the perfect position for each person to pull from. Yep. Yep. So there's a trap bar from prime fitness that has handles that come in and out and up and down. It's expensive and, uh, it's open-ended, but it like that could meet that purpose. Uh, 
kabukis. Although you can't do that without uh, unbolting the handle brackets, they come with multiple handle brackets, so you can adjust it. It's not like quick and easy to do, but it can be done. And um, those are two that I, I'm thinking of that can do that. I really like the Aleko trap bar. That one's one of my favorites. The Kabuki trap bar is another one of my favorites. Both those are great. I think Aleko really missed it though, because that trap bar they came up with could also be used as like a, a cambered squat bar. Mm. I've used it as a cambered squat bar. The issue is, is the handles are kind of narrow, so it can like hit your hit your thighs. But it would be really easy to knurl the top of that, make those handles so they adjust in and out. And then you could use it as a cambered squat bar. And that's something like, that's what home gym owners are looking for is equipment that can be used. Exactly. Versatility. The more versatility you can pack in a piece of equipment, the better. That's why things like the erector set squat rack, the four-way hole post that Bert Soren came up with on a base camp or an XL rack. That's why that should be the standard. We've Mm -hmm. reviewed others that have some cool functionality, but nothing can compare to the erector set. It's infinitely upgradable. You can add anybody's attachments to it. It's open source. It's just, it just works. So yeah, I, I think versatility, um, that's the most important thing in a home gym. It's yeah, like versatility, equipment that you can use. Versatility and durability. And maybe on that, like I'm curious, one of the equipments that we recommend for like the awkward type of movement is a sandbag, right? The fillers are, are cheap in terms of pound price per pound uh and, and, and you, movements are dude infinite. you can yeah. you can get pretty jiggy i mean if you just had a barbell you had some weights in a rack and you had like maybe you know one or two heavy kettlebells and some sandbags like i mean everything from like dynamic sandbag push-ups where we go from side to side i mean you can do you know like today i was doing weighted vest bulgarian split squats but you can do with those in a zercher put them on your shoulder you can skip so mm-hmm. lunge i mean there's so many variations and i think the problem and something that we were talking about offline is like uh, is I don't know if people are in the training mindset for creativity a lot of times. So they almost have to be mm-hmm. shown a little bit. Yeah, just tell me what to do. Yeah, like, like tell me what to do and be like, hey, you know what? Like with the third monkey program that we put out, which was our steer program when COVID hit, like here's what you can get at Home Depot that can effectively get you closer to, you know. Yeah, get you by. Yeah, can, can get you by. But what we're seeing now is, uh, you know, with this advent of the garage gym, like the age old ideas of like just getting a barbell and some weights, like people have gone way fucking past that. <laughs> and now it's like, like I'll, I'll see these pictures and like uh, uh, videos or people will tag me and shit and I'll look and I'll be like, fuck, that guy's gym looks well, fucking pretty boy, good. Well, our boy Henry yeah. Rosario, who's been actually featured on your uh, your feed coop. Like he his went gym all in. Is, yeah, his gym is dope. Like, yeah, beautiful. He, he's got the York, the York yeah, old school I know. dumbbells. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones. And he, I'm and so jealous of that dude's he, gym. Yeah, he he's been collecting <laughs> and his those. Mustache. Yeah, yeah, he he's been collecting those. And every time I see him, I'm like, God damn it! I've looked for those for so long. The globes, the York globes, are so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the home gym now is uh, as much of a flex on the internet as much as it is useful. You know, like I think one of the things that for men at least is really popular to flex is their cars. Mm-hmm. You know, like we buy these cars that really like your speed limit is, you know, set already. Um, you really just need to go A to B and do that as efficiently as possible. That's really how I view a car. I know like, you know, you guys jack up your cars and make them go super fat, I, but it, it's your fun hobby. 
Right. That same thing is now no, done we in drive all gyms. Cheap piece of shit trucks. Like I, I've never paid more <laughs> than two or four thousand, two to four thousand dollars for any of my projects. Now mm-hmm. we've obviously put more time and money into those. Really? But, uh, okay. Yeah, like I, I mean, shit, dude. I, I'm still driving a 2006 Duramax that I bought brand new. Um, so like, <laughs> okay. uh, the uh, I've I've been toying with maybe one day purchasing a new car, but I got to have that like really far in the King future cab. in my mind. Uh, okay. You okay. know, I did. Did, did I tell you I met the fleet manager for, for GM for Texas? Um, uh, when we were on Halloween, I met maybe. the guy who's in charge of all the fleet oh, trucks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy's like, hey, if you ever want to get a truck, I'll extend you fleet pricing. I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's cheaper than the dealers buy them. I'm just like, give me your number. <laughs> oh, did you just become best friends? Oh, yeah. dude. I, uh, but yeah, like, I, I really think, too, um, like, that's funny that you said it's a flex because, man, like, the videos that people are posting and people listening to this podcast are definitely in on this stuff. Like, uh, I am forever stoked when people tag me in videos and I get to see in what environment people are training and more importantly, mm-hmm. like how serious they've gotten this deal. I'm like, holy shit, well, this dude, is fucking yeah. awesome. I Like, I'm a fan of, number one, like, I'm kind of, Koopa, kind of with you, like you when it gets to like the vehicle flex and you have like a matching fleet of like Lambos, Rolls Royce and all this stuff. I'm just kind of like, ah. Nah. I mean that's kind of cool. I get it. Uh, no, it's, but when I see some of the shit you post, where it's like the the accordion garage door that like oh, it yeah. looks like a transformer, <laughs> and then all of a sudden like there's this beautifully like maintained gym like that does kind of get but, me going. And then similarly, when you got guys who like build everything. Oh yeah, I also yeah, love that dude, ingenuity definitely. too. Well, like, but the, but the other all one ends of the is that adds value to your house. I don't think, and I and I was saying this to my wife the other day. I'm like, I don't think that if I was to go look at a house, like if we decided to move, I would not buy a house that didn't already have a provision for a garage gym. I think in oh, 2020, yeah. if people are building homes or you're looking at a house, like I would look and be like, where's the garage gym? Uh, there's no yep. provision for this. Do I got to build it? Like that yeah, would like be something a like a shed or a second building or, or yeah. But I mean like, uh, now, uh, as right. people are designing homes, cause uh, I had a guy recently hit me up like, Hey, we're designing a new home. How big of a, of a gym space do you think I need? And I was like, at least a two car garage. I think if you're going to build an offsite deal, it'd be bitching if it was like one door off of your garage. Uh, but you know, like that type of mentality of like you, you need a place to train, you need a place to have your stuff. And, uh, to me, if you want, like, if you went to go look at a house and they had a dope garage gym, you'd be like, the place is pretty cool. Did you see that fucking garage gym? That was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, see, see if we can get the equipment thrown in. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's why I call home gyms, the future of fitness. I think in the, in the future, more people will train in the, in the, in their home used to like pre just a few you know months ago, it was mainly the hardcore people were training at home. It's like the people that were training hardcore or they were using something like Peloton that was like easy to use. It was in their house, things like that. But going forward, I just don't see as many people wanting to use commercial gyms. I don't see a reason to lease out a gym to take so much time to drive there. you got to set up. you got to wait for the squat rack. you got to use dirty equipment that's not yours when you can just have your own. And you can do it you know, fairly cheaply due mm-hmm. to like so many people buying because so many people are buying – it's lower the price. There's so many competitors now, like starting a home gym when supply gets back to the level that it was right. previously. Oh man. Like people are, oh, I dude, mean, it's, it's just how explode. it should be. Well, and, and, and not little- only, I'll, I'll just, I don't want to cut you off too much, but the other thing I want to say is something that you guys offer is the programming. Mm-hmm. There's better programming available now in easier to use format than any other time in history. You don't just have to use Joe Blow personal trainer. Who's the best in, my area, you can use the best strength coaches in the world via the internet 
and have them in your home. Yeah, yeah dude. And uh, the other thing too is they're not depreciating assets. Like I don't think yep. uh, every like well one I've never sold any gym equipment because that would I guess be sacrilege. It kind of depends when you buy though. Like if you're well, buying now. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, we bought everything before. Like, oh well, yeah, yeah. Like we've been doing this before. It was cool, much like yourself. And so, like, I, I look at this stuff, and it's like, um, I, I think I Facebook Marketplace popped up, and a dude wanted like eleven hundred dollars for a Rogue Echo bike, and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, aren't they like seven hundred and some dollars? And so I clicked on, and like they were for in stock at rogue for seven something this dude was trying to sell it for 1100 and it's uh, assembled john but <laughs> it, it's just funny how like uh you know people don't understand the market they don't understand this stuff mm-hmm. but like for the most part i mean dude i can't imagine trying to build a garage gym in this environment but i'll tell you this when everything kind of chills back supply comes back i guarantee nobody's going to be left with their pants down again mm-hmm. yep definitely and a lot of equipment does have this great resale value if you buy it right. So an example of that is Concept2. Even pre this pandemic, Concept2 products, they sell for 90% of what the retail price is. Mm -hmm. So I always, what I would always do in college, I did this when I was putting my wife through school, I would, this is like one of my side hobbies, just hustling, is I would buy Concept2 products. As soon as they came on, I had all these like, you know, notifications set up. Whereas if one was posted on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, or any of these others, it sent me a notification. If I could buy one for less than 700 bucks and they retail for 900 bucks, I'd buy it and I'd flip it. And I could mm-hmm. sell that thing so quickly because it's just a good product. It just lasts a long time. They don't break down. They have the brand name value. And there's a lot of products like that. If you buy it right, like an Aleiko barbell, a Rogue squat rack, a Sornex squat rack, anything Sornex, those types of brands like if you buy it right and you decide later on you want to upgrade or sell it for whatever reason, you're not going to have a problem to sell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let, let's get back to that sandbag. You got a sandbag recommendation for some folks? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I mean, it depends if you want handles or not. I like the strongman sandbags from rogue, but brute force sells a really nice sandbag yeah. uh, that's got handles. Uh, we've had one for probably six years. I've used it quite a bit. Um, and you know, no sand falls out of it. And yep. they're doing a Black yep. Friday. I just got that notification. So they're doing a Black Friday, which I think is super cool that they're in even this time where uh, equipment is in such a deficit, like it's in such demand that people are still having Black Friday, which I think is bitching. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because they're also making them in-house. They're making them in the U.S. Because they're making them in the U.S., they're not waiting for their supplier in China to send them the equipment. They're making them in house. So they're able to ramp up, you know, bringing employees, ramp up, you know, supply. Have you ever messed with the top squat? Uh, do you remember the Dave Draper top squat? Did you ever see one of those? What it Describe is? Describe it. Uh, it's uh, Sor- actually Sornex makes them now for, for Dave Draper. But what it is, is it uh, snaps on and then you're able to back squat like this and kind of have it so it can convert to any barbell into kind of a safety squat so that you don't have to get your hands back. I mean, I've had one of those, geez for forever and uh i always thought like as people are like oh safety squats and this and i'm like dude check out that top squat um uh excellent piece and if you guys know who dave draper is uh, the blonde bomber you can go check him out too so and i know they make yeah, it for him so that's a good piece no that's a great option yeah it's like a it's like a diy sort of uh safety squat bar mm-hmm. they're really sweet the, the issue i would say is the price for that is still competitive to some of these imported like safety squat bars. Now the best value safety squat bar. I don't really like giving these guys a lot of credence cause they've made a lot of crappy stuff, but the best value safety squat bar, in my opinion, is the Titan safety squat bar. 
All they did was they took the elite FPS safety squad bar and I feel bad for Dave Tate. And they did the exact same thing, knocked it off. They, they actually improved it in one way by making the sleeves Olympic size. So you don't have to use axle collars. But other than that, the, the cane wrangles, the same, the handles screw off. They have the same exact grip on them. The foam is very similar. They're using a carpet top pad. Um, but it's selling for uh, less than half the cost, including shipping. So it's like, you know, it's, it, if you don't want to go that route, like you don't want to support imported cloning products, then you shouldn't buy it. But if you're not, if you don't mind, it's a great option. Uh, the, uh, the other great option too, and I was going to hit you on this is, uh, the guys from, uh, spud straps, they have like, uh, so many interesting, like garage gym, you know, like things from like lat pull downs. They actually have a safety squat where you kind of wrap it and it, it like it, uh, I actually bought one just because I was so interested in it. Uh, but it like kind of straps around the bar and has these kind of straps that come out and it's kind of portable, but man, I think the guys from spud straps, like everything that I've gotten from them, we use. And I absolutely like, can't imagine like they're the quality is so good. I mean, on, on my monolith, that's what I have for my uh, safety squat or safety straps. And, uh, I mean, we use them for farmers carries mm-hmm. and whatnot. I mean, I know we got a bunch of their handles for the lap pull down. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys are, are ahead of the game as well. Yeah, they've got a product that they came out with, uh, I want to say five years ago or so, that's basically a pulley system that allows you to attach to a squat rack and then use it like, you know, for lat pull downs, low rows, that sort of thing. Um, I think they're a little ahead of their time at the time because I don't think, I think it sold well, but now there's like 20 different competitors that all sell the exact same thing. But they're the ones that came up with that idea, right. which is a genius idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, yeah, no, we we had one. I bought one. We had it in Old Balboa uh, before we bought the uh, lap pull down from Sornex. But at, at Little Power Athlete in Costa Mesa, we used mm-hmm. the shit out of that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not as good as like a, a full cable stack. But most home gyms don't need or will ever have a full cable stack. So if you just want to add some, you know, triceps, some poles, stuff like that, something like that is a great option that you can have for super cheap mm-hmm. and like there's got to be a diy i mean the the you know it's not a totally sophisticated system it's cable and pulleys yeah i mean you could probably yeah. jiggy something up i think the you know you could weld the handle like if you if, if you can weld and you can bend some metal and you can uh you know do some basic fabrication all this stuff is relatively easy to make mm-hmm. uh the only hard part would actually on the sornex racks is the drilling of the holes and I know this because I was like, oh, I could probably make this. And I looked and then I was like, fuck. Well, the amount of time I would spend drilling these holes. In we the- drilled the holes at in Roger's rack <laughs> yeah. at Balboa. Do you I remember know. that? Yeah. We I had know. to get that mag drill. Yeah. And like, so we had uh, one of so, the guys had, so, was like an epic fabricator. And well, we, we had these visions of having drilling our own holes in these so racks. The, the way it worked is before uh, Rogue really got, got on their shit in terms of building these like big kind of like multi-structure, like multi-pull-up thing. Uh, I had my buddy who builds, uh, he actually chopped my 50 Merc, uh, come in and, you know, did a drawing and he's like, yeah, I can fucking build this. And so he built this <laughs> massive erector set that was in mm-hmm. old Balboa or yeah. in the second Balboa. And uh, it was like this huge thing, like took up like, like nine pull up stations. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it had to be 25 feet wide. The flyaway monkey bars. Yeah, like yeah, we did yeah, yeah. all this crazy shit. And then when we moved to the other deal, we just basically cut it in half yeah, butterfly and then it. just like smashed it up to go against the whole length of the wall. Mm-hmm. And so we had Roger, who was one of our uh, our buddies, who's a, you know, is one actually the guy who got me into welding. He like kind of like re engineered it. And we had this idea that we were going to drill all these holes to basically uh, adjust for people 
people squat and bench and the whole deal. And like, so we set up the mag drill and it was like this fucking hole saw like like, going we through. We just need two. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. two is good. Yeah, Low was, and high. Yeah, like, deal yeah, with it. We're good. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I, I you know, I, if you've ever been out to Sornex, uh, we, whenever we go out to Summer Strong, I always love to go to their fab shop and see and, and how they're really doing it. But I mean, all of those, uh, you know, square tubing for the racks, it's all comes laser cut ahead of time. And yeah. like, it's pretty amazing seeing like the quality at which they're doing stuff. Like, I think it was, uh, Bert posted it up, but they just did a, uh, a stainless steel, uh, base camp down in the Bahamas outdoors, which yeah. like people were like, Oh, it's really cool until they realized that all of that has to be hand TIG weld. So, um, anybody that knows anything about the, the welding process, MIG is, uh, like, you know, almost like uh, icing a cake, you know, as you hit it, the wire comes out with TIGging, you know, you have basically a pulse and you feed it in with a filler rod and, uh, that's dramatically more time. And the fact that they built a full stainless TIG welded rack, like, like my heart went pitter patter and I was like, holy shit, like that's some next level shit. Yeah. Yeah. They actually have a stainless base camp at their, uh, facility. It's Ornex now. Um, they they took it to CSCS I think as like a showpiece and they left it there. I've always wanted one. They're amazing. Yeah, I love stainless. Stainless is like the ultimate like material for a garage gym just because it doesn't corrode as fast as everything else and it doesn't need a coating for barbells especially. You're getting like the knurling exactly as it was meant to be if it's a stainless or a bare steel bar. So throwing Cerakote and all these other like sinks and things on them is fine for corrosion resistance but stainless man it just feels good it looks good it lasts a long time Big i like fan, when the definitely. bars get rusty i, I, I honestly, you like the patina uh dude i, I love it because uh, old man zang is all of his bars were dusty and chalky and, and rusty and like there was always that like you know a little bit of thin grease on there that didn't really seem like it was doing anything i just appreciate it uh like if i came in and every barbell had been like perfectly cleaned with steel wool and like Cerakote. I'll be like, come on, man. You got to get a little bit of rust. There's got to be a little bit of grime on this thing. There's got to yeah, be a little I've bit of a, dirt. Yeah, I've got a Mac Texas barbell I'm actually looking at from the 70s that was stuck in this guy's uh, barn, had never been used because you can tell the knurling where it would go on the J-cups is perfect. There's mm-hmm. no, like, it's just as sharp as the day it came off the lathe. Um, still there. Uh, but what we did was we, we made a vinegar bath and we soaked it in vinegar. This thing was so orange, so rusty. We pulled it out and it looked like brand new. Like it was like so nice. It started to patina over time. We just keep throwing oil on it, but yeah, I get the, I get the patina thing. Um, I like it, but I I like stainless. I like (laughs) to clean. No, I mean, I I can't like, so, uh, the one thing that was by far the most impressive thing at Sornex is I I don't know if you, uh, at some, or at summer strong. They, uh, they cook for everybody and, uh, they built these stainless steel barbecues that were uh, like easily to be able to feed three, 400 people. And, uh, wow. like when I walked out there and they basically drew, drew them up in CAD laser cut all the stainless. And then like three dudes spent like four weeks TIG welding these together. I like walked over and everybody's like checking out. I'm like looking at these and being like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. And like, and then the, the fabricator guys who I knew came over and they were like, dude, we probably easily have uh, 60 hours a piece. Like there's easily a oh. thousand hours in, in these. And that's just in the assembly, the TIG. And it was all done extremely well. And um, they look fucking awesome. I always remember like people are talking about equipment. I'm like, let me know when you get to sell these. I want one of these at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one of the things with Sornex is they're still doing a lot of things by hand. 
they're not using as many robotics or machinery as say rogue and that's why rogue's able to offer lower prices but sornex like they're more about custom smaller jobs um you know not like this crazy high volume so that's why like today people go that are looking for Sornex for home gyms when Sornex was really never designed to be for home gyms. They look at it and they go, man, the price difference is so great, even though it doesn't feel that much different. But that's one of the big differences is Rogue was going after the home gyms. Sornex was going after universities and they've kind of clashed where now Rogue wants to go after universities and Sornex wants to come into home gyms. And it's just like, I yeah. like, uh, I, you know, I've said this on the podcast to Bert and them, like, um, if you walk into a college or an NFL or like a major professional sports team that doesn't have a full fucking Sornex build, I'm like, oh, what happened? Like, you didn't have enough money to spend. <laughs> like, you should have, you know, like, it's pretty interesting. Like, and, and it's just totally on accident. Like, I walked in, um, I was just down at Flexi a couple weeks ago and uh, went into where their new gym was coming in. And they basically took this entire basketball, like multiple basketball courts, and they're doing all this heel. And then the guy shows me the projection, and it's like this, like, you know, fucking monument to Sornex. It's like, we're going to have 47 base camps in this. And they're like, these dudes are like taking me through all this. And like, you could see the, like how proud they were. And they were like, it's all Sornex. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, as it should be. You know what? Yeah. Anything less is inadequate. And, and for the garage gymmer, like, it, it probably, I mean, Coop, you're right. It's like, it, it might be overkill. It certainly it can be cost prohibitive, but you know, we've had just traveling with the seminar. We've had the fortune to like bang bars into plenty of squat racks. Right. And there is, even though it's the same form fit and function, it's square tube. There's some holes punched. When you bang a bar into a Sornex rack or throw those arms, like it's, it's not the same, man. Like if you, if you know, you know, Yep. Like it is yeah. a different, it is a different well, experience to well, li- the, lift on that stuff. The conferences. So I, Coop, I go to all the, the conferences and Sornex and good friends and all the sales rep. That's their money making because all the racks are set up. Anything new they got going on mm-hmm. and you get the opportunity to sit there and squat. And that ra- their station is where people hang out. Yeah. Uh, Rogue now makes its way into the, the college, like the CSE and all the NSCA deal. But nobody's fucking hanging out there. Yeah, Sorenex squat, and then they got squat contests, bench offs, mm-hmm. deadlifts, and so the the banging and the clanging happens there, and they call it the boof, the boof, like the boof, going yeah. to the boof, oh the boof, the old boof. Well, well, what separates Sorenex, I think, is like that intang- intangible. That's like there's just something like cool about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's even it's like hard to describe, but there's just something different about Sorenex, about their marketing, about their team. Like it's just like. It's just like, it's like a cult almost. It's just different. And I've Mm -hmm. told like Dobby and some of the guys there, like, I don't think their products in every regard is better than their competitors, but there's just something about it when you're Mm -hmm. like training on a Sorenex rack or something. It's just like, there's something here um, that nobody really regrets buying anything from Sorenex. So yeah, I get it. Bosco Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then if have you been to their new uh, HQ by a chance, Coop? I haven't yet. No, so they they have like a really epic um, showroom showroom and museum. And like, I think what it is, is like, there's a true heritage. Like they're like, they're still at the point they've scaled, they've grown, they're becoming, they're becoming global. Like, but there's whatever Burton and uh, Pop Soren are doing and have done to like maintain the heritage and pride in that, that, that company, like, it, it shines through the product. It, it really does. And then 
uh, even the events that they throw. So like, well, good. What you got to remember is, is I think, um, at least for me personally, uh, like the fact that like their showroom is actually the front, like where their office is in the front is in the back or is in the front of their hundred thousand square foot, uh, fab shop. I mean, dude, they cooked like all of those sweet potatoes in their mm-hmm. powder coat. Like, like I, <laughs> I went back there and welded on all their stuff. And like, it's, uh, uh, Johnny Dugan, who's their, who's like the kind of the, like the head Santa, I guess, elf maker, you could call him yeah. is like, uh, you know, comes out of the, like uh, building choppers and like such a creative dude and like can do all this. And like, basically they come to him with solutions and he creates these incredible problems and like just wow. the quality of which of, of how they're doing it, the fabricators and just like their ability to push. And then people come to them with these crazy requests and they're like, no problem. And they just mm-hmm. fucking knock it out of the park, which allows them to R and D stuff in real time. And I think that type of application uh, is really what's pushed them. I mean, they have a, uh, you know, it, I mean, I, we see this at Power Athlete all so often. It takes years to build a brand, and especially brand loyalty. I mean, we've done it in, let's say, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys have been cranking and doing this for 40 years when, you know, Bert and those guys were welding on Harbor Freight welders in their garage. So, I mean, like, there's like a, you know, there's definitely a story for it and a kind of a coming of age tale. But, um, you know, anything good, it takes a while to build that. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, we've always been, you know, good friends and partnered with them on numerous occasions. Awesome. Yeah, their time, their time from design or idea to market is one of the quickest that I've seen. The off-grid rack is a perfect example of that. From what I know, it, it was like 10 days from the time they had the conversation, hey, we need to get a rack for the home gyms is kind of what it can look like, to being for sale on the market. That like that's kind of unheard of in this industry. Yeah. I don't hear of anybody who's doing it that quick. This bulldog pad, for instance, which I absolutely love, we did a review on it. Um, that's an example of them being people that actually train with things because a lot of these companies, and this isn't like you know across the board, but a lot of them don't really even train. Like they don't they don't work out, they don't use the equipment. Like they're sitting in boardrooms, they're like trying to figure stuff out. Sornex, they're an example of guys who most everybody there is training in some capacity. And so they're able to come up with solutions like the Bulldog Pad. That's one of those things like, why didn't anybody else ever think of this? What's That's it for? so simple. What's it so for? the Bulldog Pad, the Bulldog Pad is just this small piece, um, small piece of foam, basically, that sits along an upright. And you can use it instead of an adjustable bench. It's just really small, really compact, and really easy to use. I often use it for like presses or I'll use it for like adjustable bench uh, dumbbell rows. It just allows some like proximity support. But what's so unique about it is how small and quick it is to use mm-hmm. versus like an adjustable bench, you got to roll out, everything like that. This just attaches to their squat rack, comes up, and you can use it at all these different angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. pick yeah, it up. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. Yeah, no, every, every time we go out there, I mean, we, you know, obviously we missed Summer Strong this year. You know, thanks, China. Um, but uh, <laughs> Summer Strong 21 or Summer Strong 21 right around the corner in May, and we will be there. Yeah. Cool. As a sponsor. Coop, you should definitely circle yeah dude you should uh released you can come and hang out with us in our power athlete cohorts that just dominate summer strong yeah coop what's your problem bro (laughs) i'd love to go i was invited uh to the last one and i think i had a uh we just had a baby or something so there was (laughs) likely excuse my wife was three babies dude my wife was ready to pop and i was just out uh (laughs) how many kids you got you got three i got three how old? I got three. I've got a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a, a two-month-old. Oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the thick of it, baby. Yeah. Dude, I want you a, are I want more. You are yeah. in the heavyweight fist fight of your life right now. 
That's good. He yeah. seems to be doing fine. Look at all this Look at equipment. his rosy cheeks. He's got equipment. He's Amazing got a big mustache. Stash, just a couple guys with mustaches, babies. He's heart. got no bags Junk. under his eyes, mm-hmm. which means he's not getting up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. No, my wife does all that. She knows, you know, like she doesn't have to work. Uh, so I take care of all the, you know, all the expenses. She takes care of the babies in the middle of the night. So it's nice. uh, and responsibility. Where are you based out of? Uh, I'm in Missouri. So I'm in the southwest corner of Missouri. Specifically Springfield, which yeah. is the third largest city in Missouri. Um, yeah, so I've lived here. I was I, I was raised here. I moved to St. Louis and lived in St. Louis for a while. I played ice hockey up there, and then I moved back and got married and nesting for sure. Nesting, Coop. The it we're on the precipice of the 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 garage gym rebellion. Here's the app. There's an app now. Let me know okay. if you think this is going to be viable. You are the pulse of the garage gym. Okay. It's yeah. kind of like Tinder or Grinder. <laughs> oh gosh. But it's training partners. And like you list your you list your gym setup and like there's kind of a one it could be like multi-use like let's say hey Coop wants some training partners. We're, here's what I throw down. Here's my style of training. Here's what I listen to. I'm big into Meatloaf and Sade, right? And you could put that on your Nobody profile. listens to Meatloaf. <laughs> And <laughs> but like, what do you like? Is there, man? Cause like, I got to think all, there's a bunch of people in my neighborhood. If I had a garage gym and they knew I liked to bang weights, they would come train with me. Yeah. But here, I don't here, want here. just any donkey. Go ahead. No, I, th- I think, I think being able to connect the home gym community is something that will be very popular. How that will happen. I don't necessarily know. But I do know that people don't want to train by themselves, right? Yeah. but people do want to train in their homes. So being able to connect all these people like Peloton has done with bikes and doing like this group fitness class that when you use it, it feels like you're in a studio. Having that ability at home, I think it, I think. I think that's going to be it's next. Coming. I think it's going to be really popular. I yeah. call it grinder, but someone's already using that. I mean, text you. Grind you're using bar. Grind, grind, grind her. <laughs> meet yeah, me at the bar. Is it called meet me at the bar? Ooh. Bar oh, bending. Oh, bar like that's hunters. A yeah, it's like a bar, like a bar and bell. A bar mm. bell. It's happening. We got to connect them. We got to bring the people together. You know, that, that's an interesting piece. I mean, something that we've, um, you know, I, I know we were rapping a little bit about programming and some of the programs we offer here at Power Athlete, which is pretty interesting because we have like some full service programs, but also some austere like Third Monkey and then, you know, some other programs like Field Strong Jack Street, which, you know, you can do in a global gym. You can do them in a, um, you know, garage gym setting. It's really mm-hmm. just kind of how well you want to eat in that respect. But I wonder if there's like a, a way to, um, like pair people up not only by garage gym but by a program like could you could you reach out and find like power athletes in your area and like mm-hmm. these people are training and doing this so that like because I always think too like the harder part of people coming to train and we've had people show up and they're like well what are we doing today and you're like I don't know what are you doing today yeah so it's <laughs> nice that they're following like a similar program so they have their kind of similar indoctrinated in and then you don't have some weirdo who shows up and is like well I do yoga but I want to learn some barbells and you're like I'm looking for fucking training partners. I'm not looking to personally train people, mm-hmm. which I think of kind of invariably. That's the risk kind of, you got. Yeah, right? that's the risk. Then people are showing up and being like, well, I don't know much. And I always think that there's um, a part of strength training is mentoring. Like I think yeah. there is a piece of mentoring, but mentoring is different than personal training. Well, that's why. So here's the thing with, with Grinder or whatever we're calling it. So you get your match. <laughs> Why do I'm looking at you when I say Grinder? Why? What's that? Um, so you get your match and we're not swiping left or right. 
you're swiping up or down. That's the oh, thing. Hey. Okay. So you like down for, I don't know yet. We're going to figure you it out. Back to well, front or front to back. Don't, you don't just invite them to your home gym first. You got to go file picture like your bicep or is it your home gym? Uh, good question. I'm going to go with home gym, but you don't bring them in for like, I'm with so you, John. So people are going to want to come over to your house just because you have a dope gym, Eva, but like, no, no, no. There has to be a little bit of qualification. Like, yeah, you like, have to go, like you go to coffee first. You don't just show them where you live. They oh, start gosh. showing up all the time. Well, that, that, and also what if, so like, it's coffee, then it's dinner. Then you go to a movie <laughs> and if they, that's the three checkpoints coop. And if you, okay. if they get to pick the movie. And if you don't like the movie, they don't come and train. It's just that simple. Is this, yeah, this is, am I wrong? This is the, this is the next great idea. Like woof from the office, Ryan's social media network. <laughs> Absolutely genius. <laughs> but I, I mean, as stupid as an idea that is, I think it does in have some viability right, right, right. in that like connecting people. I don't think in person, right. I think like people want to train in person, but I think a way to connect people who have similarities in the way they train, say they're following the same program yep. and being able to connect them via video. So it feels like there's somebody else there. I think that will be viable. And the way it's going to be viable is being able to track metrics real time. So like bar velocity, being able to like program based on the bar velocity, sure. um, being able to program based upon like heart rate, like whoop band, stuff like that. I think that's going to be the next iteration. I think we're going to see AI come into this space and it's going to like take place where people are going to like be doing a set in real time. The program's going to be able to tell them, Hey, based upon your bar velocity, you're like, you went down, you're a little yeah. bit slower. How about we lower the weight or how about we do a few re less reps here? Um, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that actually, I know it's going to happen. There's yeah. a couple of companies I'm testing well, right now that they're sure. working on it. And it's yeah, not even going to be using... bar velocity. Like it's also going to be bar path. Right. Yes, like there's yes. going to be, there's going to be bar path. There's going to be well, velocity within certain what's points. What's the one we just got the rep, rep one. one. Yeah. So we, we just ordered our, even though we yep. ordered a couple of years ago, it just showed up and <laughs> haven't necessarily broken it out uh, to start using it, which I figure we'll do. I'm going to do sometime in December, but um, you know, the ability to be able to track movement, but then you also have to have somebody who knows what efficient movement looks like. Certainly. You know, so but that, this, this is where I think the, where it'll come in. Yeah. is it'll come in with like AI will be able to track biomechanics and be able to tell you how good you're doing. For instance, we're testing something right now called Tempo, which is like a VC backed um, tonal Peloton type service for weight training. Um, it's not ideal, but they're using 3D cameras and AI to track like where your knees are in relation to your you know hips and things like that. And it's not perfect, but this is the first iteration um, you know, I don't, I don't like to say that like, you know, AI is going to take over everything, but I do think it's going to be combined in some capacity with eyes of somebody who knows what, like knows how to train people and they're going to be able to provide better feedback because the difficult part right now with training people online is that you, it's hard to give real time feedback while the workout's happening. Right. Oftentimes it's like a video and then afterwards it's like, hey, do this. Yeah, dude, but we if, solved that problem. We do these live uh, training deal where we'll actually drop in and do live Zooms uh, with people sweet. while they're training to be able to right. give them in real time. But I, there's I, a scalability I, I, issue because sure. it's one-to-one. -one. So if you wanted to serve 20,000 mm -hmm. people in a day, you'd need 20,000 employees or coaches that are qualified to. Well, that's why we got you the figure block, block one network. 20,000 people in adult fitness is w what? 1% of global the global market like 
so it, like it is but if you have a, a ai like an xbox connect or like what google has done like when the google home and voice recognition first came out all that stuff got piped to people so those people were like doing the QAQC on this voice recognition long before they ever launched the home and there was like a two-year process to like build the the google um what do they call it like voice engine but that was because yeah. like you were saying coop like there's people behind the scene that are building out the artificial intelligence. So like eventually there's only so many positions a body can get into, right? And so many trends, like it is finite. So you theoretically could build out the case, assuming you can monitor 3D movement, which can like Xbox Connect could do it mm-hmm. fucking five years ago. Sure. You know? Well, and um, well, a- I, I, I think it was four or five years ago, uh, I got invited to go up to Nike and they were using Xbox Connect to mm-hmm. do FMS. So like mm. you like there was a virtual reality FMS and then they like the thing was judging and we went up That's there and cool. tested it. Um, I never heard shit about it. I don't think they ever rolled it out. Well, no, they, TRX. TRX took it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they had their their machine that does your daily FMS. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. there's a company called Perch out of uh, yeah. MIT that is making. Uh, they're using 3D cameras that attach this top of squat rack cross members and they're able to track things uh, in real time. Um, they're able to track bar velocity based upon weights. They're able to do it with dumbbells and kettlebells. Um, and they're working on s- things like that. There's other companies that are doing it too, but, um, yeah, I think it could be popular. But to John's Frankie's point, it. like the intuition of a seasoned coach yeah. under the watchful oh, eye of a seasoned coach, right? Like, and, but the, the, the point there is like accessibility and scalability. And that's, yeah. you know, like you said though, John, for our, for our population, which is a few thousand people, like. We we're positioned and jockeyed pretty pretty well to serve at least half of them with our cool. coaches yeah. network. You know we have 150 plus coaches, including ourselves, and that's that number's wow. growing faster and faster. So it's like I didn't know that. Yeah, if we wanted to if we wanted to press play on something like that, we're, it'd be interesting. But I could also see it being very successful we're, and rapidly scaling. So that's where there's we need more humans. Yeah, no, I I, I think there's definitely a human element. Um, the other key pa- uh, deal is um, you know obviously we're relying on some form of technology. Like the the one thing I I had an interesting deal we were doing. I'm helping a guy like uh, work through an injury with some pull ups, and uh, thank God he had he's a, a cop, so they were training in their police department. You know gym so there was a dude they had holding the camera thank god because i can't imagine like as i was like watching this whole thing go down i'm like fuck i should have told this guy to get a tripod like how is he going to do it is there like something you can put on your phone like a magnet so you can stick it in different places on the rack and so i started thinking of all the solutions of like how do you get the phone in the right place for me to see him thank god the dude i was was holding it i'm like hey move over let me see this let me see this so that piece was important so i think there's some limitations but for the most part um you know, like uh, with all this stuff, I mean, like you said, dude, like it's either some form of coach match where you're getting there and you're having training partners because I'll tell you, training by yourself, I think, will only get you so far. At some point, you got to have some people Definitely. breathing down your neck and pushing oh, yeah. you. Coop, do you have training I partners? I have friends that will come over and train. Uh, definitely. Um, sometimes we're on different paths, like we're using different programs and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to it. I've been trained by myself in some capacity, you know, not every day, but in, you know, some days it's like I'm by myself for quite a while. So I'm used to like revving myself up, but I'm not revving myself up the amount that I would be if I was competing against like a buddy who's in the gym. Like I can always tell when there's a friend over and we're training, like it's a different level. I don't know if it's just because I want to be alpha or what, but yeah, I mean, you can't replace the, the, 
it's hard to replace the gym environment at your home without somebody else or some sort of external motivation. Right. I don't care how disciplined you are. Like it's just difficult, yeah. but there is a benefit in that, in that doing hard things by yourself is good for you and will help you because there's a lot of things in life you have to do by yourself. Yeah. It's so totally it's like, you're basically training that part of your mind to get through things in your garage in a controlled environment so that when you don't control it and things suck, and life's hard and you're by yourself, you can still get through it because you're relying on your training. Totally, dude. Coop, let's get into, I don't know how I want to approach this and maybe you don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's not no. that bad, trust me. Um, but maybe no brand names, maybe no super specifics, but what are some of the biggest flops that you've you've dealt with? Like, and that could be something maybe you were excited about and you're like, oh, changing everything. And then maybe stuff you're like, this isn't going to work. And then it shows up and it just... Didn't. Yeah, I don't mind giving brand names. I mean, I'm a okay. reviewer. I'm not, I mean, companies know like the reason that people have interest in what we do is because we provide honest feedback. So, you know, if companies don't like that, I say something's not good. Well, you're not, you, you shouldn't expect me to say something good about your product. Right, I'm, right. I'm not allowed to say something's not good. So one of those, cause I, this kind of works on the flip side, I talked about the Titan fitness safety squat bar, but on yeah. the opposite flip side, that was version two, one of the worst barbells of all time most unsafe of all time is the titan fitness safety squat bar version 1.0 because it had an improper camber angle that basically was so far backwards like it or so far forwards it would fall off your back if you didn't hold it so literally if you weren't like holding this thing it'd flip off your back like awful uh -huh. so that's one of those and it would like it was like it would snap under load if it was it was it was such a cheap steal like if it was anything over like 200 pounds, the oh. thing was flexing like a bamboo bar. Like it's just like awful. So that's an example of one that like, yeah, I, I, I think they may still sell it. Um, but when we wrote the review on it, the review was like, I think it was like 30 words. And it was like, and our reviews are typically above 1500 words, some 10,000 words. Um, wow. It was basically like, don't buy this. We have no reason to recommend this. There's nothing good about it. Just stay away from it. Yeah. You're so, like dog shit. Yeah. 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 That's an example. There's been a lot of like, you know, tech that has come out that promised a lot. There was one from a company. Um, oh, I forget the company. It, it was a, uh, it was a way to track velocity, but they were using an armband. Was it push I, band? Not, I have yeah, one I was, of those. Or the beast. But, they but, sent me that. But it, it was push it, band. It was dog shit. Yeah, it was push band, but they did an alternative where they were marketing to CrossFitters called Nexus, and they were trying to track reps. And they were talking to me like, we're talking to Dave Castro about using this in the CrossFit games. So you no longer have to use refs on the field. It'll just track automatically. And I asked him, I was like, so before I get this, because they want to do a, an interview in the beginning, they're like, I, I asked him, I said, how accurate is this? How much should I expect? Like, you know, there's going to be some play there. They said it has 99.99% accuracy. So basically it was supposed to track every rep to 99.99% accuracy. And it wasn't close to that, no. dude. It didn't track anything. It was like everything missed. And dude, so they I called me them. that thing. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the thing was the reason it wasn't as good is because they hyped it up so big and told me how great it was going to be. And yeah, right. it just ended up misaligned expectations. So. There's another one like that coop called the beast. I've used it. Beast sensor. Yeah. yeah. And that was like a magnet based one. Now that holds that magnet is holding a picture of my wife on the wall over here. <laughs> 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 it ended up. Yeah. Yeah. But that one was Same. another, 
Yep. Yeah. Great example. There's tons of tech like that that comes into this space. And uh, it's often from people that like don't understand strength training. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, they, they think that it's going to do well and then it just ends up not being good. It's mm-hmm. like a shake weight type thing. Well, yeah, but it's because, um, and I, and you know, not to go back on Sornex with it, but like if you lift weights and you're actually training, like, and you have some smart people like, around you who not are, avoid the shortcut. Yeah, like, like there's do avoid the well, shortcut. Well, like no, but but I I always think what's neat about Sornex is uh, they come up or they assess a problem or a need. They go over one room to the designer who sits and designs it, and then they cut it out, and then they have the fab guys weld it, and then they bring it in and test it. Like I think what they're doing is they're solving problems, and I think what happens so often, especially in this like you know equipment and you know with all these kind of maybe suits sitting in a gym or sorry not in a gym but in like a boardroom trying to figure this stuff out. Well, they might be sitting in the gym, John, but they're not using anything. Like, well, what they're doing is they're like they're trying to think of products to sell instead of looking at designing products to fit or, or to like uh, fit a solution or fix a solution or, or, or fix a problem. And I think yes. like when I look at this stuff, it's like, first of all, I know that nobody ever who lifted weights would ever have designed it this way. I mean, I've, I've looked at so much equipment and used things and been like, this is ridiculous. Like nobody ever, like nobody lifting weights would design it. Like we were out at uh, Naval Special Warfare when we were working with the guys at Development Group and they had these safety squat bars where the camber was so fucked up that like I, I like as I loaded it, it was it was so far forward that when you put weight on, it was fucking driving these uh, handles oh, into your chest. And so like I had to drive it up, but when you drive it up, it was pitching it up at this weird angle. And the guy was like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "We should do, yeah, let, let's go get an angle uh, like a, a cutoff wheel. I'll cut these up. I know you got a fab shop. We'll re-weld these things. You'll be fine. This thing is fucked." And he's like, "Yeah, nobody likes to use them." And I was like, because the person who designed this or who sold it never lifted weights before because he would know that this is yeah. the craziest fucking angle. Uh, I got a piece yeah. of equipment. Michael Hearn loves those. Uh, have, Coop, have you ever heard of the bullfrog? It's a whole training oh, system. Oh, yeah. That's a Michael Hearn. Yeah. He, I don't know if he was invested in it or was paid to market it, but he was all over that sucker. Oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, it's he like, was also selling fifty dollar uh, uh, duck eggs too. Did you ever oh, see that one? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no. he was selling. Yeah, so he, I he stay had, out of that circle, dude. Uh, dude, I uh, what's that uh, like the bodybuilder? You know, circle? yeah, you know like, the people in yeah, that. That's yeah. not my thing, <laughs> no, dude. No, I'm just not and there. it's not ours. But like, uh, um, I remember somebody uh, like you the, went on a Michael Hearn kick there for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm, that was like two years ago. I'm just it? amazed. Like, like, like the thing that one he's had a, a tremendous amount of plastic surgery, but I, I'm always he's amazed. Uh, yeah, I'm always amazed by. Well, one, the fact the guy's never been out of shape. Like the guy like is forever. Like he, he walks around in like contest shape all the time. He's big, strong dude, bangs heavy weights, you know, gets up and trains at like, you know, three, four AM every day with his dog. Um, but the one thing which is amazing (laughs) is the amount of work he's had done on his face is like he's actually looking like um in uh the last in the first Avenger, you know, the the red skull. When he's like the skull, he start his <laughs> yeah. face is so smooth, and he's starting to look like the skull. Oh. And I'm like, yo, man, like, I mean, uh, he's uh, like, dude, the, the guy's in phenomenal shape. Always has an amazing tan. I can't, I can't fault him on that. Well, yeah, he looks like a superhero. Oh. There's no doubt. This this frog fitness thing. So Tex has a video playing. Yeah, uh, every conference I've ever been to, these guys they don't buy out a booth. They buy out because you have to display. So maybe four what? or five booths in a row. So they create this track. And the, for our <sighs> listeners, 
Imagine a thruster, right? So we're squatting and pressing overhead. Or think of it. Now you got to go horizontal. It's the worst. Yeah, so your body this down. Thing, this thing is such dog shit. Yeah, so you're facing the ground, and it's on four wheels, and you're thru- performing a thruster so, And it's almost like two barbells, right, Tex? So like yeah. your feet are strapped into one barbell. Your the hands wheels. are on another barbell, so, but they're wheels instead of plates. Yeah, it's so it, complicated. It pushes you forward. So but, over the past five years, every conference I've been to, these guys have bought out. I don't know who their funding is. <laughs> it's, we gotta, because here's we the thing. Nobody's it's buying Mike. one. I've never. Really? Yeah, it's all Mike O'Hearn. Well, the, the, this Frogger machine, it costs 3000 bucks, and no. Does it? Oh, yeah. No college coach. Coop, you got to get one of these. I didn't know it was that expensive. You have to get one of these. I want a 30-word write-up on this one. <laughs> Absolute well, I, I, dog shit. Yeah, there's a... I, those type of videos are popular. There's one, Mark Bell's getting ready to come out with a bicep board, which is basically a waiter's like curl. And I'm going to buy one because I want to do a review on it and make a DIY version. But that's an example of like, you know, it's like products that like, do they work? Well, I don't know. I mean, you probably get some sort of fitness benefit from it, but like, do you want to take up the space and the cost and everything no, like no, that for uh, it? There's a lot of dumb. Yeah, like, like you said, the yeah. niche, the single use, the, like so yeah. single use for a garage jammer yeah. is probably not optimal. Well, right? I mean, uh, but, like you made a great point earlier. You talked about the, every piece of equipment has to be multifaceted. Like you can't just yeah. have like, and, I mean, and we do. I mean, dude, I uh, I searched for years and was pretty stoked when I found my hammer incline, which is mm-hmm. I fucking love that thing. But like you can actually use but that and the, do rows with it. Yeah, you got the space and like yeah. But, but like you know that that ultra specific, like you need something like you were saying, like a landmine and you know dumbbells and barbells and things where you can do multiple things, so you're not like stuck in this globo gym where it's like, oh, here's your hamstring curl, here's this, here's this. Well, mm-hmm. on that note, John, your training level is so far up where you need that specific stimulus from oh, thank the hammer. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we had the fortunate opportunity to visit Elite FTS. And holy smokes, Dave Tate's warehouse. And he's got all these specific things. And him and the Mountain Dog, they were training in there. And both of them are so finely tuned bodybuilding yeah. they and professional need this athletes. this angle with Correct. this grip. Yeah. But if we're talking about our garage gym client, no, we yeah. can get away with a lot with general. What did, you know, one thing that's resonated with like all of our guests, Jesse Burdick's 5x5 Island. Remember, yeah. that was like, that was our first 50 episodes. Explain. It was basically like you don't uh, remember that one. He, I think this might have been he, before Tex was. Uh, we we were talking about like when training beginners, and Jesse and made a funny point where he's like, "You need to send them to Five by Five Island, where all they do is they go to an island with a barbell <laughs> and they do nothing but Five by Five. Yeah, five years on Five by Five Island. Then you can come back to me, and if you want to talk about accommodating resistance, I'll talk to you about yeah, accommodating. That's if what you it want was. to that's talk genius. to me about conjugate, if, you know, and he's yeah. like, "Have you been on Five by Five Island? Everybody, ha- everybody is so <laughs> in, entranced with." the nuance especially in the beginner phase because that's the only thing that'll work for him and he's like send them to five by five island but uh dude uh, uh, speaking of five by five island i was on um uh mike um matthews yeah mike matthews podcast uh who's infinite strength uh, yeah he's a legion athletic supplement yeah, and uh, he he was funny. He uh, he told me that Rip is one of his mentors. And, Mark Ripito yeah. is that guy's <laughs> yeah. like personal muscle, mentors. No, no muscle for uh, life. Oh, muscle. For yeah, life. looks up to Rip, loves him. Like, uh, and I, I just started laughing, and I was like, I, I love Rip too. He's one of the the, the prickliest human beings I know. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I could listen to that guy all day. But does, just, does Rip know him, or does he? Like, uh, no, it says that he 
he's friends. And I was like, do you know Mark Ripto? And he's like, yeah. He's like, we're friends. I reach out to him this and like, like has this relationship mm. so much so that I fucking left and I called Rip immediately. He didn't pick up because uh, he was, you know, probably still sleeping. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll hear from him today. But I'm I, yeah. I want to like, I was like, man, it's just to me, it's, it's, it's an it's, unassuming. And I, I liked, I like Mike Matthews. Like yeah. I thought he was fun to talk to like pre-show, during show, after show, but it's just kind of an unassuming I was like, uh, well, that's what I said. I was like, have you, do you know Mark Ripto? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've been to his fucking stone structure and eating dinner at his house. <laughs> I've, I've known Rip for years. And uh, uh, I was like, probably one of the most prickly human beings on the planet. And uh, for good reason. But it was funny that that dude like mm-hmm. listed, because he's like, man, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do a live Q&A with you, Mark Ripto, and um, I think it was like, uh, some Ar- Aragorn, it's Alan Aragorn guy or something. He like listed a few people, and I was like, "Really, Rip?" I was like, "I love Rip, but like, you really?" Oh, yeah, I, I just didn't put those two together. Uh-huh. Rip, Rip's been on Mike's podcast. I've oh, heard yes. it, so I oh, think, okay. oh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's maybe where the relationship started. Uh, okay. But, but I do want to say two other products that relate to what we're talking about, and ones that I think they're good products, but I think the what they could have been or what they could be hasn't been fulfilled. And that is the rogue rhino, which is rogues, uh, belt squat. It's one of my favorite belt squats. It's like the ATP it's cable based, but the difference is, is it can fit in a rack. And then the other one is the adjustable jammer or adjust, or they call it the rogue LT one trolley, 50 cal trolley system from rogue. That's another one. So I go every week I go on Google patents, and I search for equipment patents every week. So I like just go through and see if I can find stuff that never came out, see what companies wanted to do with stuff. And the adjustable or the 50 cal trolley system from Rogue had like 50 different angles and attachments to be able to turn them into like hammer strength, like lat pull downs, um, like this like weird monolith system, this low row system, all this stuff. And none of them have come out. None of them. So like, I don't know what they're waiting on it, maybe the pandemic or whatever, but that's an example where that system could be so much more versatile for a home gym owner, but they haven't released it. And then the rhinos the same way I'm looking at my, I've got some, I call the coop squat. It's basically a Frankenstein squat where I took a, a rogue rhino, but I put it in a squat rack. And then I took a rogue slinger, which is their lat pull down, like attachment system. I put it in the middle, and so I turned the Rogue Rhino into a lap pulldown. So it can not only do belt squats, but it can also do lap pulldowns, low rows, and all that stuff because it's a cable-based system that's using plate-loaded. That system, they missed the mark in not selling that that way um, because that video that we made on it called the Coop Squat, it's had as many views as pretty much any of our other videos. And I still get emails to this day asking for a parts list on how to build it. It's just like, it's, it's awesome. So those are two pieces that like they were good, but I think they could do a lot more with them. And I think uh, they wanted to, I just don't know why they didn't. uh, The belt squad from West side, the cable one, I think is by far the best one. Uh, the ATP. The, yeah, like Sweet. the uh, so we we have the early iteration that doesn't have the adjustable arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. like I like one day I'll just fucking sawzall them off and weld them lower so we can actually do more pulls in them. Uh, but when we bought that, um, I call the uh, the pitch shark the uh, what do we call it the strength coach's leg press. 
So like, if <laughs> yeah, you want to feel point. really good about yourself, because here was the, the thing, plates on, baby. dude, we racked every single plate we could fit on that thing. And we're doing it for like sets of 10. And, uh, I was like, fuck dude, we like, I had to go buy hundred pound plates because we couldn't get any more plates on there. It's all and, the like, hips. Oh yep. dude, it, it's like, I, I, I like using it. Like it just, it, it, it makes is. me feel good. Cause I can put a whole bunch of weight on there. And then you go over to the, like the West side one, you put like three wheels. Do you remember we used to do like five wheels on that dude, thing? Yeah. I put three wheels on it the other day and I was like, holy shit. How the mighty have fallen, believe me. Yeah. When yeah. we used to do like a five. The so kamikaze, we, man. Yeah, the five, so yeah, five. We'd start with five plates, do 10. And then it was like stripping a plate for like 50 reps all the way down to the beginning. And like people would just fucking implode. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I love belt squats. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like the number one thing that a home gym owner should have. But there's a lot of versatility that can come from a just cable system that comes straight through the floor that people can get creative on. Like I've, I use the Rhino for lat pulldowns, for belt squats. I've used it for like marches, that sort of thing. But I've also used it for different like, you know, curl work, mm-hmm. different one arm pulls, bent over rows, like all that sort of stuff. Like I think that's one of the fun things about a home gym is you can buy a piece of equipment and you can do whatever you want, figure out some unique thing um, because there's nobody else like looking at you. You know, you're not in like a commercial setting. You can experiment. And that's why the like a home gym can be really fun beyond just the training aspect is you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can train naked if you want. Sometimes I do train naked. What? But yeah. I never get to train naked. Get a home gym, dude. If I come, yeah, yeah. Get your own fucking home gym. Okay. <laughs> Stop using my home gym. Well, <laughs> You're in there training naked. Okay. What about like a thong? Just a man thong. Oh God! If I came in, come in early could... on Saturday. <laughs> Meet oh, me there. That's when you wear yours. Uh, no, Kate. Kate has her little trainer group of uh, like horse rider ladies, yeah. and you guys are in there with man thongs on. Uh, that'd be a problem. Like uh, the party boys, like Pontius and Stevo. Stevo. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. I was figuring more Bruno, like more Borat type of like, uh, <laughs> that was like yeah. suspenders. Dude, he uh god damn it, Sasha Baron Cohen's funny. Like he uh uh like it, uh, that dude. He uh, I don't know if you saw at the Oscars he did uh he came out as Ollie G. Uh no, I didn't uh, see dude. I saw it. He's a genius, dude. Yeah. dude he's legitimate. Like next level. Yeah, legitimate genius. Like so, like his ability to spoof people and humor and the whole yeah. deal, like he's he's a fucking funny dude. Yeah, the so, thing with Rudy Giuliani, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, they totally, like, I watched it. Uh, like, they, it was so, like, he was trying to take his microphone on, and, like, he's an old man. He kind of, like, laid down to, like, get his microphone yeah. out and tuck in his pants, and then they, like, tried to make it look like he was they trying manipulated to manipulated it. Yeah, it, it was like, I, I looked at it, and I was like, he's an old dude that was just trying to get a <laughs> microphone out from under his shirt, and, like, they exactly. totally, like, spoofed him. Nah. and. Uh, it was it was bad, but I mean Giuliani does kind of deserve it a little bit. You know, he's kind of he yeah. could be a little weird, but little rib, little ribbon. Yeah. So, hey Coop. So, like, what? When do you think? Um, I mean, you've obviously compiled a an epic garage gym. Like, do you have aspirations for like a a mega garage gym? Like taking it to a three car bay, and then like maybe like a four. Like, is there like a growth plan for what you got going on? Great question. So I also own a personal training studio that's 3,500 square feet. Um, I don't sell any equipment. I keep everything. So I've got over a hundred barbells over like 35 squat racks right now. Um, just everything. So I basically, what I'll do is I'll house stuff at our personal training studio. We're now at like max capacity there. So I house stuff in 
like friends, garage gyms. So there's about 15 friends or so that I've built garage gyms for in the area. And then I'm in a two car right now, but it's actually a three car. It's got oh, okay. a separate garage, but I'm, uh, we moved in here and I was thinking like, I'd be satisfied with just a three car garage, but I'm not, I want mm-hmm. a warehouse gym. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm going to buy a new house and I'm going to build like a 3,500, 4,000 square foot shop. And then I want to house just everything in there. So you know, it's like, it's a hobby, but it's also what I do for a living is I talk about this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's fun. Uh, but I also, I want, I want to be able to review a squat rack. This is what I try to do. I try to review stuff and compare it to every previous version and compare it to every version that's out there. Yeah. So I want to be able to review a squat rack and then go down the 20 different squat racks and be like, this is how it compares to this one. This is how it compares to this one. Or same thing with barbells, like right. knurling. I want to be able to say, okay, this is this knurling, but this is how it compares to this one, that sort of thing. So these products, like, you know, in the beginning, it annoyed my wife because I literally would not sell anything. Like I, I have Your, duplicates uh, of all sorts order, of stuff. And, which exactly, is totally yeah. Fine. yeah. Yeah, but the, the reason I do it is because if I'm providing a recommendation, nobody can compete with me because nobody has the variety of equipment as me. Cause I can go to this barbell that was made, you know, obscurely, they only made a hundred of them and I've got one and I can compare it to this barbell here and tell right. you, Hey, you should buy this because it, you know, is this different. So yes, that's the plan. Do you have an, uh, do you have a Mastodon bar? Uh, no, I don't. I know that bar. I would love that bar. I don't have that bar. I want that bar. And I also want the iron wolf squat bar. Yeah. Um, it's a stainless steel from the guy who used to work for York. Those are two bars I would love to have. So, uh, I remember, uh, I got in this idea. I was going to squat a thousand pounds. And, uh, um, so the problem is, is when you start loading this type of poundages, the bars end up flexing. So, uh, I ended up buying this Mastodon bar and, uh, I fuck, I mean, like, I think I loaded it. Like, uh, I think the heaviest I hit it was like 800 on it, but, uh, it was like, the thing was so fucking big on my back. It was just like... (laughs) Fuck! I like I, I remember we used it, and I was like, I'm never using this again. But we still have it in the corner. It's so fucking big. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I break it out every once in a while, <laughs> just like yeah, to bench press I'll with bench it. Bench with it. Sometimes I've, I used to squat with it at uh, Old Power Athlete. Yeah, yeah. I on occasion, move here. Yeah, we, we we used to put it in the monolith yeah, like when yeah. people came, if we because it was so long yeah. that we could do like bands and chains mm-hmm. and have a bunch of stuff. But just. Like it's so fucking big and, <laughs> it and, is. and heavy. And it's like 70 said. pounds. Well, it's like, a, it's, it, it's such a specialized bar that like, uh, nobody has it. And like, it was funny the other day, uh, Kate asked me, it was my wife. And she was like, what's that big bar? And I'm like, Oh, the Mastodon bar. <laughs> and she's like, what, what was that for? I was like, you remember when I was going to squat a thousand pounds? And she was like, Oh yeah, that didn't turn out well. I totally fucked my knee up. Like I, mm-hmm. I like, we, like uh, basically we were doing box squats and I like sat okay. like I sat back on the first one and then the other one I just went like straight down and kind of crunched my knee and like that was fucking end of it I had to go have surgery on my knee and like that was kind of the end of my thousand pound mm-hmm. squat attempt were, were you wanting to do this like triple ply like to IPF stand like how were you what were, what would have been a thousand pounds uh I was just going to do it in briefs a belt okay and uh and a set just of briefs yeah briefs well so I I did uh I was 800 with just briefs and a belt Jeez. And, um, so they, yeah, they're predator briefs and, a belt. and then, um, uh, dude. So what's crazy is, uh, I think the, um, you know, I squatted what six ten raw when I was 19. And so like, I was pretty strong, but I was like, Oh, let's try some of this powerlifting shit. So I put those briefs on fuck. I Cheating. blew, I blew up 800 pounds with just the belt on. I was like, Holy shit. And then, uh, I was like, fuck, if I throw on a set of wraps, like I should easily be able, cause I, I could always get 10% out of wraps. 
So I knew I was good for 900. And then and if I even threw a suit on, that would have been more. But I was my goal was to squat 1,000 with belt, Jeez. briefs, and just a set of wraps, which I know I, I think I, I could have done. Were you 300 pounds then? Oh, yeah. Well, do you remember that was the morning? I, <laughs> remember we started? <laughs> so I remember uh, one morning I got up and um, – I remember I was kind of like stuck in bed and I had to like roll over like a fucking turtle. And my wife was like, how much are you weighing? And I'm like, I don't know, like 260, 270. And she's like, you can go step on the scale. And I stepped on the scale and I was like 317, 318. <laughs> oh my gosh, and um, I, I floor pressed 500 and like, dude, I was so fucking strong. Like I, wow. I actually, I looked at that video the other day, uh, pulled like a 685 for a set of three off of a four inch deficit. And like, I was so fucking big. And I remember I hurt my knee, uh, on that squat and I went and had surgery and I was like, I should never be this big again. It was just uh, like, we, 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 we had got this big crock pot. And so every night before I go to bed, I would throw like six pounds of meat in this crock pot with like potatoes and shit. And I was just eating out of the crock pot, like continuous. Those were good days. Was that before or after every second counts? Uh, that would have been after. So, um, okay. I, this okay. is after I retired from the NFL. And um, yeah. I think I met when you did the cert that I went to, which was 2010. Yeah, that I was when say. I was big. Yeah, that's when you were like 20 inch neck. Yeah, I was fucking, 20 inch neck. Yeah, I was easily 300 plus pounds. Yeah. And I and I just remember like, uh, yeah, like I and was even, even Benny Ben Oliver was like two. 205 10 or yeah, something right? like yeah, well, big, we, big for him well so i i went out to west side and uh like you know louis started we started talking about all this gpp stuff and everything and we came home and i kind of implemented like my power athlete version of what louis and i discussed cool. and uh, you know like uh it was kind of a limited conjugate method and like kind of started hitting some different stuff we started hitting a bunch of different like kind of accessory movements and put a bunch of bodybuilding in and everybody got really fucking big and strong and uh it like uh nate got big i think bo uh bo bergner was training with us at that time bo bergner oh, squatted yeah. like 500 pounds mm -hmm. which he had wow. never done um i mean some fucking crazy at like a body weight of like 170 he squatted like four something like mid fours might even it was 500 off of a box it was fucking unreal and uh and then I, I like we were doing that box squat man and i like instead of going back i went straight down when i hit the box i just crunched my knee and then oh, we went yeah. to denmark for that surgery and I couldn't walk and I came home and I ended up getting my knee scoped and then I was like, fuck, I shouldn't weigh this much. And that was kind of the end of it. But yeah, that was, those were good days. Like yeah. just eating with reckless abandon and trying to get as jacked as you could. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I know it took me, I had to get up to 250 pounds to hit 500 pounds on squat. Yeah. Oh, you wow. Yeah. I hit 510. Yeah. To squat double. Yeah. But never deadlifted because, you know, the, the whole deadlift allergy thing. So, and <laughs> I wish we had a video. So, so we, we bought a Tendo unit and so we were testing a bunch of bar speed and this was like, uh, like long before anybody got into this velocity based training. So we were kind of like, yeah, okay, in its infancy yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, we were still kind of basing this off of like, uh, some fucking West side barbell and just a whole bunch of observation <laughs> shit. And I remember we were testing one RMs and like, we had this idea of like, is this a true one RM based off of the speed? And I remember Luke loaded up the deadlift and he like cracked the bar like one inch off the ground and it got stuck and I screamed, you got it. And it's he moving. somehow stayed in the it's fight moving. and it like, it went up so slow. Like it was legitimately like a 18 second deadlift. He locks it out at the top and the, the thing fucking the beeps. Was, it, dude, beeps. It, just, it, it beeped because it, 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 it had never experienced anything so slow. <laughs> 
fucking reset. Count it. And, and uh, dude, I laughed. Dude, to, like, I, as I'm still laughing today, uh-huh. I fucking had laughed that hard that the thing thought like you had stopped and just. Ee. Oh, fuck. It was great. Well, I think it was heavy, though. I think it was like a. a First off, the rep in and of itself was not commendable, but the weight. Yeah, no, pulling, it, it wasn't a shitty four, deadlift. Yeah, yeah four eighty-five. Yeah, weight, it was close to five hundred. You did have your squat and bench press PRs mm-hmm. on tape because mm-hmm. I was on the East Coast and we were. Yeah, we were in forth. competition. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do remember, and you did that five hundred with no spotter. Right. So I roll. I would like to re- live dangerously. I too <laughs> like to live dangerously. Mm-hmm. My training partners didn't show up that day. They went and got pancakes, <laughs> which is John and Nate. Oh man! Uh, yeah, like those. Uh, we like when we were in Little Power Athlete. When we had that little spot, man, that was a lot of fucking, a lot of good training. We we had a lot of good, uh, funny, funny training oh, yeah. and a lot of good training experiences. Like, do you remember when Chelsea and them were doing sprints and she sprinted out and ran into that car? I was not there, but. <laughs> Yeah. We we were training these LFL girls and we were like they they were just supposed to do like these little like five ten like uh like little five ten yard push up starts and then like out the door was probably twenty five yards. Uh these birds like are sprinting out of the building into like the back alley and this dude literally as they're sprinting drives by and they run right into the dude's minivan. Mm-hmm. And like the dude's oh, like, What God, the fuck? Dude. And then Chelsea came out and got in the dude's face and like he was gonna call the police because she threatened to kick his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I get this call and it's like the police are coming. Chelsea's gonna beat up your neighbor. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so never Coop, adult day. Coop, uh, what about flooring? Have you been approached by any flooring companies, or you just say, "Hey, stall mats, good to go"? Yeah, I think for most people, stall mats. You know, I'd love to be able to pimp a product that was better than stall mats. Actually, I'd love to be able to come up with a product that was easily shippable and worked as well as stall mats. But no matter how much I rack my brain, I can't come up with anything. Right. Stall mats are what most people should have: four by six, three quarter inch, weigh almost hundred pounds. Like, you know, you go to tractor supply, if you negotiate with them, if you, like I do that, I used to do that. I used to negotiate like, Hey, I'll buy this many. You give me a discount, but you can get them for like 35, 40 bucks. Actually on black Friday is the best time to buy them because they discount them by five bucks. So they will be about 35 bucks, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do any flooring for cheaper than that. You know, I- if you want to get like rolls and stuff, you can go with like play rubber flooring ink or some of these others, but for the home gym, most people like don't spend your money on that kind of stuff. Spend it on your equipment. Like just get some to protect your foundation and st- stall mats are great for that. I think Amazon has some mats that are relatively affordable that are like, you know, yeah. prime and ship for free yeah. and everything like that. We've always done tractor supply stall yeah. mats. I mean, back yeah, when we were in California, inch. I used to go out to like, um, uh, the fucking distributor out in Colton out in the IE and pick them up. But when we built this one, I just went to tractor supply and, uh, bought all those stall mats. And I, I think they cut me a hell of a deal on them to the point where like, yeah. it, like it's kind of a, um, I mean, one, they're durable. They last forever. Literally. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. I, the last time I was at Balboa, I walked in and I was like, still the same floor I laid fucking 10 years ago and yep. it still looks fine. So, I mean, they're just so durable. And if you something did happen, you can so easily replace them that it just doesn't make sense to do anything else. Yep. In my gym, I've got, I've got a different rolled flooring just because I wanted it to be lighter for video stuff. So it's got more white spec. And then I've got a roll of turf down the middle that's like three fifth in three foot in width mm-hmm. that I'll use for like warm up mobility, just like random stuff like that um, that I really like. Uh, but honestly, it's not that much better than just stall mats. Yeah, Cooper, that's why I just. Are you on your laptop right now, or phone? Yeah, yes, sir. 
Any chance that we can get a little video walkthrough of the Oh, you want to do like a little one of those? Yeah, if you guys yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let me pull it out. Yeah, I could talk about this place for hours. I spent a ton <laughs> of time out here. Yeah, so I'll just start uh, over here. Um, let me see. There we go. Yeah, so this is a Trueform Runner, custom with black turf and red. Uh, then I've got this monster rack here behind me here in my garage check out all my books yeah uh so it's cmbs from 10 pounds to 100 pounds dumbbells from five pounds to 100 pounds and then kettlebells from nine pounds to 220 pounds Ooh, in 220. Um, 220 in doubles actually so i've got doubles in 220 i'll actually see if i can show you it is a the biggest monster. we got is 203 we got the okay, 203s yeah, it's a big boy. So yeah. Uh, and then just random like vests. We got a new who, who review coming the, out. Uh, uh, who, who built the racks? Uh, are these the are from a company called Frey Fitness. Uh, they're basically copying a rogue monster storage nice. rack. Uh, they're imported, but they're same specs. Uh, we did a review. We got it on, on YouTube. Back here, I've got a ton of weight vests. I've got two more um, that I'm waiting on. I've got five others in that garage, but I'm basically bought all the ones that I think are popular and going to do like a best weight vest mm. review back over here. I've got the new, uh, Scout hyper from West side that I've got attached to the rack here or from rogue. I've got a doorway rack right here that folds away. You can like walk through it, but it just goes in front of a door. I've got, uh, this is a rep PR 5,000 version two with a bunch of just all sorts of random attachments. I got a Kabuki Cadillac bar, bunch of plates, transformer bar, some dumbbell uh, holders. I got these custom, these are really cool. I always like to show these off. These custom dip handles from Dean Chance at Black Widow Training Gear. They've got the black, like uh, the uh -huh. Widow uh, spider web there with our logo. They're knurled handles though, which is kind of unique for a, uh, a uh, dip handle. Mostly they're not knurled, so I use them for pull-ups. But the reason I got those is because I wanted to do weighted dips and pull-ups on the coop squat. Uh -huh. So that's the, the, the rhino built into the rack. I'll nice. do weighted dips, weighted pull-ups. I'll do lap pull-downs, all sorts of stuff. And then I'll use the front of the rack for squatting. I've got a new hydro here, which is a uh, basically a Peloton for rowing that we're testing. Some stall bars, which like it's a bunch of different companies, products. I just kind of mix it together. Rogue Echo Bike, bunch of Rogue Deep Dish Plates, Rep Bench. Uh, I've got, this is actually, this is kind of a funny story. This bench from Rogue, Rogue came out with their Monster uh, Bench 2.0. And I did a review on it and I said it sucked. I said, <laughs> like, Rogue, what are you doing? This isn't a monster product. You missed on this area, this area, this area. A week later, they took all my recommendations and they made this one. Whoa. So they took, they made a knurled handle. They made it glossy black. They made some other changes to it. Um, yeah. And that's the one they now sell. They got rid of the old one. So that was a kind of a cool win. Uh, this is the barbell rack. So Whoa. this is a lot Whoa. of barbells. I've kind of run out of room, but I've got a bunch on the floor. Um, I got all sorts of one. I mean, there's a Lakos, there's rogues, there's all sorts of old school stuff, new school. Uh, yeah. I, I like what's barbells. The, what's barbells the Kabuki bar? Uh, like they're, I really like that camber yeah. bar, the Kabuki camber bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the Duffalo bar. Yep. That one's yep. right here. Yeah, no, yep. I, I Great that bar. One. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great bar. Everything from Kabuki is fantastic. 
what they're doing over there is something that like, I think the elite FDS SS yoke was the first like specialty bar that was of the new era. And what I mean by that is like, they came out with a specialty bar that they tried to redesign every part of it. And Kabuki basically took that idea and applied it to every other bar specialty bar that's out there. So these are bars where they're giving them good knurling, they're giving them good padding, and they're like dialing in the angles, they're making them more versatile. Um, and what Chris has done with some of the stuff at Kabuki, I'm a huge fan of. So yeah, it's a great bar. And there's like, that's that old Texas power bar I was telling you about, the Mac bar. This is actually a deadlift jack prototype. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to show that because it's not out yet. But um, and this is just like- Oh, you got a, true, uh, okay. a free motion. Yeah, so I love the dual cable yeah, cross. I've, yeah, I like those. I've two. got one at the gym, but I didn't. I've got the new one at the gym, but it's got all this plastic on it. I don't like the new ones. The old ones are. This is one I've been looking for forever. It's got the stainless steel. It's got the made in the USA stacks that go up to seventy-five on each side. Um, it's got the pedals on the bottom. I'm talking about this like it's my kid, but I don't know. It's just a really cool piece. <laughs> no, those are cool, uh, man. I, I've, I've yeah. looked for one of those for a long time, and they, they, they do have a like a higher model, and they have a cheaper one. And I've only ever seen the cheaper ones or the one-sided ones, but the dual arms are yep. killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. Super great for a home gym in that they're like really compact, although super heavy. This is a Titan lap pull-down. This is Titan's best product, in my opinion. This thing is like a 1000 bucks, 300-pound stack. Like if, if somebody's looking for a lap pull down, like the fact that they're able to sell this ship to your door for a thousand bucks with a 300 pound stack is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's cause it comes from China. Um, <laughs> then back over here, this is like just some lap pull down accessories. And then I've got my Milwaukee blower and vacuum, uh, <laughs> if for any garage gym owner out there, I, I made an article called home Ascent, home gym essentials, according to coop. And I've got nine different training pieces on there, but the 10th one is a blower. You got to have a leaf blower. If you're training a gym in your garage, it's so easy. So that's in here. And then I've got a whole nother gym in there, but I think this is enough. Oh yeah. yeah. Epic dude. Quite the collection and uh, clearly an educated consumer. Right, like <laughs> if you if you have a question, just go to Coop's page. Yeah, right? no, I, I like and go to his YouTube. Uh, I dig the content, man, and everything you. you and your team are doing, and appreciate you hopping on. Uh, I think we nailed this question out of the park. Yeah, I think we crushed it, and a lot more. Oh yeah, but. you ever find yourself in Austin, <laughs> Texas, Coop? Uh, I have been there. Yeah, I've been there for. Uh, I visited French Sport, which is a manufacturer there mm-hmm. in uh, Austin. I love Austin. I'd love to live in Texas. I've got like, you know, I'm, I'm a Midwestern boy. I like, you know, Southern stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes you guys overrate things, you know, like your trucks, call them Texas, like addition, you know, there's nothing special <laughs> it's about so them. It's cheesy. like, what the freak? Dude, yeah. It's, dude, dude, it, like, like the Texas addition stuff, like uh King ranch and all that. Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I remember I was, uh, like, uh, I saw a truck this guy had, it was like a Texas bow hunter edition. And like, I just like, <laughs> like the, the only, I will say this about Texas. Um, everybody who lives in Texas and is from Texas has a ton of pride in being Texan. 
Like yeah. that's a really yeah, interesting cool. thing. And, and I, I, I kind of appreciate it because like people aren't necessarily proud to be from Missouri or California or these other yeah. places, but people in Texas, man, like they have like Texas stickers on their car. There's like, you know, the first thing, the way they, they think about themselves is like, first I'm a Texan, not necessarily an American. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think it's fucking great. I love it. But it definitely like they do overdo it a little much with like the trucks and like the King Ranch editions and the Texas bow hunters. Yeah. It's like, it's too much. What about like nicknaming yeah. themselves oh after? The Who would state? do that? Nobody would do that. Oh, wait hey, a minute. Oh, Tex. sorry, dude. Yeah. Hey, Tex, where you born, buddy? I think he's from Bama. I think it's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, you're like oh, I'm from I'm from no, Florida. It's, it's well, acceptable. Well, I mean, the other problem is, uh, you know, Florida Georgia line was taken, so oh he had to go with God. that. Hey, we got to get out of here before <laughs> we get burned too hard, Coop. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Coop. I mean, Garage Gym reviews on Instagram, right? And on YouTube, anything anywhere else you want to point people to come check out what you're doing? If they're not already, I mean, I'd be shocked. Yeah, most people know us from you know the social channels, but uh, what a lot of people don't realize is our website is by far our biggest traffic generator. We average over seven hundred fifty thousand unique views per month, which is a massive yeah. number. And that's because that's where I house everything. So if you find it on all these other platforms, that's just because I'm recreating it for that platform from our website, um, garagegymreviews.com. If you have a question on any equipment, I have over, I think we're nearing 2000 different products on there. Um, Everything you can think of, I try to give my opinion on it. I try to use as much as I can um, and provide feedback on it. We've got a new, actually it's been one of my biggest projects is a new, uh, basically, online place where people can post their gyms um and like interact about their gyms they have all their equipment housed there um it's supposed to launch we're looking at basically early december which i'm really pumped for so if you're watching this or listening to this go check out garagegymreviews.com say hey or our facebook group we have a facebook group called the home gym community it's the largest one on facebook it's oh, forty thousand members mm-hmm. it is like the diehards of home gym equipment if you have Sweet. any interest in home gyms it's like the absolute super fans of having a home gym it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I love that place. So, Coop, on, on like, how have you, how long, like, when did this whole thing start? Yeah, yeah. So, Garage and Reviews started seven years ago. I was a financial planner. Long story short, I want to be employed, unemployed as long as possible. I don't like working for somebody else. So, I just try to figure out ways to work for myself. So, I started a financial planning practice while I was in college studying for finance. At the same time, I was trying to market and, like, try to figure out how I could like get clients for my business. I decided, Hey, I'm going to learn internet marketing by starting this other like passion project. So I'll call garage gym reviews, started garage gym reviews. Um, basically over time, like I'd send my portfolio to companies and say, Hey, I could do the same thing for you. Send me your jump rope, send me your mobility ball. And I'll give like an in-depth review on it. And just over time, I started putting more time into it, growing it. And it got to the point where, you know, I was able to step away from my financial planning practice, sell it and focus on garage gym reviews. Uh, not necessarily full time. I've got a couple other things I do, but it's my main thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's basically something that started as a passion and, uh, I absolutely love it. I can't believe I get to do this, you know, for a living. Um, yeah, it's really fun, but it just, it, it came out of a passion of mine. I'm encyclopedic the way I think of things and remember things. And so it worked out that I'm a gear guy. I like training and I like, you know, yeah. helping other people build things. So it worked out. Yeah. yeah so I guess it's question, amazing. question amazing. on like the, the website traffic then, like how has that pattern changed over the past few years 
in months. Like, are you noticing? Like, well, you've got to have oh, the lockdown yeah. and COVID was probably good for your business. I mean, fuck, it exploded because people like, you know, hey, I'll go to a gym. And then all of a sudden gyms are closed. So now I got to find some stuff. Yeah, it's insane. It's Black Friday every month as far as like traffic. The, the, the thing that I point to, you know, a lot of people are like, you're talking about the future of fitness being in the home, you're biased and that sort of thing, which I do certainly have bias, but I'm basing this on a few factors. And one of those factors is the fact that after COVID happened and all, there are all these shutdowns, we saw a crazy spike in traffic. That traffic has not gone down at all. It's only increased. Wow. So there's this continued demand, despite things opening back up in certain areas, there's a continued demand for home gyms. And then you look at all the people, all the companies that are hiring, not only employees, they're not hiring seasonal employees. They're hiring full-time employees because they're believing that they're also hedging their bets that this is the future of fitness. And they're going to like basically create equipment for all these home gyms. Mm -hmm. So um, as far as like COVID happening, yeah, like it sucks that, you know, all this happened, but I've certainly benefited from sure. gym shutting down, even though, you know, like I'd love like more home gyms to be out there. I'm a business owner. I don't want to see other small business owners sure. suffer, um, but it's the environment that we're in. And I've certainly tried to capitalize on it. So were there any, were there any events prior to like, obviously this, this shutdown, let's say in the past three, five years, where you've seen a, like a similar traffic trend? Like, let's say, I, I don't know, like whether it's CrossFit or the CrossFit games or uh, like what else would there have been where there could, there was like a significant shift in the Titan games towards the home, the gym. rocks, Titan games. Maybe <laughs> black no. Friday is always the biggest, Yeah, you know, because it's like, I'm focused on equipment. I understand what I'm good at and I understand what other people are good at. And what I'm good at is helping people figure out equipment. My, my goal is not to like help people train and learn like the facets of training. Like I love that stuff, but that's not the benefit I provide to people. So I focus on the equipment side yeah. of things. And because I focus on the equipment side of things, if there's a season in which equipment is cheaper people are searching for that. And so black Friday is an example yeah. of that uh, where our traffic always jumps for black Friday, but CrossFit. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I love CrossFit. I love the sport of CrossFit. It's how I first, you know, found out about John. Like I'm, that's my favorite sport. I watch all of it. I used to watch a lot more cause their media was a lot better, but like, that's what I enjoy. Like as far as my sport. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've always tried to like write things specific to that community. So I've written some articles that was like CrossFit needs an enemy. That was a really popular article around the CrossFit games where I said everybody was too nice and somebody needed to come out and be like the heel, like a Conor McGregor for CrossFit. Well, dude, who, like, who's that could, kid that got the t golden ticket last year? Uh, um, the uh, adventure racer kid. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about. Redheaded. Uh well, was it Ryan name. Fisher for a while when he barked back? Well, Ryan Fisher, um, yeah, no, he, but he, that was he, defiant. He, he was the bad guy. But then you know, Dave Castro had to go over and do what Dave Castro does, which is lord over people. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but um, what's that guy? Ty, uh, McIntyre. Um, I think you're right. I know you're talking Tyler about. McIntyre. But that, there was your bad guy, right? And like everybody, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah, problem Glassman is called you, him you, the blowhard award. <laughs> <laughs> you have to not only be like an enemy and a heel, the heel also has to be really good. Mm -hmm. So it has to be a guy who's coming out and saying who is good and says, Hey, Matt Frazier, I'm better than you. And I'm going to beat you. Uh -huh. And like, actually like has some like competitive there. 
somebody that does that is not only going to increase the growth of the sport. We see that with the UFC with Conor McGregor, but they're also going to be really popular for sponsorship and things like that. So it's WWE, just from a marketing perspective. Dude, WWE 101, man. NWO. Yeah, XFL, baby. We yeah, need a he yeah, hate me out there. He hate me, right? Yeah, he. <laughs> Well, that's real football, John. Uh, dude, uh, uh, smart. He made the pants. Uh, he hate me. Actually, was on our practice squad. Yeah, oh. smart. And uh, we just called him. Yeah, Rob, uh, Ron, Rob, Ron, smart. Ron or Rob, I remember. Yeah, that. and he uh, made the Panthers. Yeah. And we we would just call him. He hate. <laughs> like, he hate he hate he hate like like that was our deal. Oh, like I didn't even know his name, and I was like, oh, your name's not he hate me, and like just that guy. Fucking, it was good. It's Pretty smart. People remember him. Here That's we are funny. all these years later remembering him. Yes, yeah. true, dude. Good yeah. marketer. Awesome. Asked and answered, Coop. Thanks so much for hopping on and helping us um, set these folks yeah, straight yeah. to get their garage gym squared away. Thanks, John, for joining us on the show. Today. Oh, thank you. I'm always happy to be here. Featured guest. Coop, thanks for uh, coming on, man. Yeah, really man, appreciate it. You. It was great to connect, and hopefully maybe we can do something in the near future and uh, find a way to link so I mean, yeah, you're doing some fucking great stuff, dude. I'm I'm uh, I'm such a fan of like not only the the information. Like I've always been a huge proponent of the garage gym, and uh, to see somebody doing what you're doing is awesome, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. No, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. This you was great. It. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!